And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of the Hagman Report. Thanks, Eric. That did the trick. Had no sound in my headphones. Today is Wednesday, February 28th, 2018, the last day of February. This month went really quick. we got a great show lined up for you tonight. We're going to be joined by uh, a number of guests. First, in the next segment, Dr. Jerome Corsi will be joining us to talk about the YouTube censorship and the battle in the media that we are watching unfold. Uh, We talked yesterday how his channel had all the content removed, and we found out that he was given a strike against his channel and removed the content. You can read more on Hagman Report. There's an article up there. Dr. Jerome Corsi is the latest YouTube casualty. There's two other pieces up there of original content. Geoengineering climate collapse, dead leaves by Dane Wigington of Geoengineering Watch, And then also we have the War Party Blusters While the Silk Road Spirit Spreads. That is from LaRouchePack.com. So check out those pieces up on Hagman Report. Again, Dr. Jerome Corsi joins us in the next segment. Then we'll be joined by the host of the Sharpening Report, Sam Johnson. I did his show on Saturday, and he's going to come on to talk about the growing political divide in this country. Then at 8.30, we're going to be talking with Larry Wansley, He is the head of Dallas Cowboys Security, and he's going to join us to talk about a number of things. Then in the last hour, Steve Quayle will be our guest. He will be with us for the final hour. So a whole lot, and and that's because uh, Pastor Langford is um, busy. He's got other stuff going on that he had told us about. John, is he going to be off just this week, or is it this week and next week? Okay, just this week. So a whole lot going on in Washington. I see... A lot of people are very upset by something Donald Trump said. And what did he say? He said, take the guns first, go through due process second. President Trump on Wednesday voiced support for confiscating guns from certain individuals deemed to be dangerous, even if it violates due process rights. I like taking the guns early, like in this crazy man's case that just took place in Florida, to go to court would have taken a long time, Trump said at a meeting with lawmakers on school safety and gun violence. Take the guns first, go through due process second. He says, allow due process so no one's rights are trampled. But the ability to go to court, obtain an order, then collect not only the firearm, but any weapons. That's from Mike Pence. So these comments have a lot of people confused as to what Trump's goals and agenda are here with guns. Who determines who is a dangerous individual Is this something that a mental health board determines? Is this something that law enforcement determines? Or is this something that actions or past actions determine? We obviously need some clarification on this. But before people get too far in left field, uh, I'd just like to say this. I I believe, I don't believe that Trump will do really anything on guns. If you're talking about expanding background checks to include uh, a provision, you know, for people who are dealing with mental health issues, Obviously, we see the massive push for gun control in the wake of this Florida shooting, and 
we have seen it for two weeks now. It was two weeks ago today the shooting happened. And Trump has said a lot of things. He said he's not going to, you know, he's not going to ban guns. He's ta- talked about his support for the Second Amendment. But then he, when he says stuff like this, we're going to confiscate the guns and, and go through due process second, uh, pertaining to, to people who have mental health issues, people read that and say, oh, Trump, you are on dangerous ground. And I would agree. Uh, you, you can't talk about confiscating guns from individuals. You have to put these systems in place in order to be able to truly identify threats. Now, we know in the case of this Florida shooter, Nicholas Cruz, that he uh, would have definitely fit the mold for this, not only in the mental health arena, as he dealt with what they said was mild autism to ADHD and some other um, apparently ailments that he had, as well as his criminal past. And one of the things that we talked about that didn't get enough attention, I don't believe, are these programs where we saw the school board enter an agreement with the sheriff's department where they want to, they wanted to uh, basically stop the schoolhouse to jailhouse by wiping out all or any arrest, but not having the arrest made when children in school do things that are felonies or against the law. And what they did is implement these, this promise program which basically means, uh, you know, no arrests are, g- are going to take place no matter what happens. So assaults, uh, threats, this kid got caught bringing weapons to school, bullets to school, and nothing happened. He was just shuffled to a behavioral uh, school and then back to the high school. We also know about the, the multiple failures of law enforcement officers. And there are alternating stories about what happened with the deputies who stood down or did not go in. But either way, <clears throat> I believe that this Sheriff Israel needs to be fired, and I believe that he will be fired. Not only do I think the governor is going to step in, but the uh, Florida Congress said that they, the Senate, said that they are taking steps to remove this sheriff uh, from his position of power, not only because of this latest shooting, but also a number of other corruption investigations <clears throat> and practices are being looked into uh, by the, uh, to the sheriff, are being tied to the sheriff, and they are looking to unseat him as he is an elected official, uh, that it has to be done by the Senate or by the Florida governor. So back to this, this Trump gun issue, a lot of people are, are up in arms, are very concerned about this, and rightfully so. But I, I say let this play out. I don't think you're going to see, um, as Trump said, he can't issue any you know blanket actions on guns. It has to be something that stems from Congress passed in the Senate that he would sign. So very interesting there. Uh, again, lots of backlash from his base on those comments, and rightfully so. Now, we have other news. <clears throat> there was a, a Twitter war that Trump launched against Jeff Sessions today. And, man, this is uh, this is getting old. I'm sick and tired of talking about this. But Jeff Sessions did something that I just, I, he needs to be fired. What he said about investigating the FISA court abuses, apparently, he is turning over his power. He's turning over the jurisdiction to the uh, inspector general, who does not have any prosecutorial power, as Trump points out in his tweet. So Jeff Sessions said that he is going to let the IG take over it. They're not going to use the DOJ to to look into these abuses. And Trump issued this tweet. Why is Jeff Sessions asking the inspector general to investigate potentially massive FISA abuse? It will take forever. They have no prosecutorial power. And already late with reports on Comey, 
Isn't the IG an Obama guy? Why not use Justice Department lawyers? Disgraceful, Trump wrote. Now, Sessions responded to this, and to me, uh, it's just crazy that this is going on. The Department of Justice needs to look into this. If the Inspector General, he's the one that's been looking on the the possible uh, misconduct by the FBI into the Hillary Clinton email investigation, the mishandling of that investigation, and he's been investigating it for, what, almost a year now? And they say they not, might not have findings until mid-year on that. Why are we, when we have actionable intel, evidence, showing what these people have done, and instead of putting the, using the power of our justice system, Jeff Sessions is basically handing this off to another congressional investigative committee is what it boils down to. Especially as Trump points out, if the IG has no prosecutorial powers, what is he going to do? Write a report on the abuses? And then what? Well, if, if the IG writes a report saying, yes, there were uh, known abuses by the FBI and DOJ to the FISA court, then what? Then is Sessions going to investigate this? It just seems... um it seems ridiculous. Hey, Sessions Joe, need to go. I've, I've got some, I've, look, I've got some information on this. I've got some backstory, if you will, um, guidance on what's going on. Number one, you start off the program by talking about the gun issue, all right, with Donald Trump, right? Um, you're, you're absolutely correct. I was speaking with, uh, Steve Quailjo and, um, and some other people. Uh, Donald Trump, as you so well pointed out, the base, he's losing the support of the base. If he, and I just want to revisit this before we move on. Yeah, I think it's just words. But okay, uh, there there are a number of things that are taking place with within the administration right now. And uh, uh, look, if 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 Donald Trump would in fact uh, move adversely against the Second Amendment, um, there would be problems. He's not going to do that. This this is what I've been hearing. His patience with Jeff Sessions has run very very thin. Um, I'm hearing that as well, and there could be a uh, a move, and this is the back channel information I'm getting. There could be a move that would not only include uh, movements within the DOJ, but a wider movement against the independent counsel. Now, notice the words I didn't use. Just I'm just saying. So that's that. So all of this is connected, um, and you rightly uh, came out of the gate. Talking about the um, talking about the censorship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and of course he's going to be with this to Dr. Jerome to, to further expand on this because right. it's such a a big issue. I, I don't know if I told you this, Dad, but earlier today Rhonda sent me a text message, and Rhonda works with a number of YouTube channels and a network that handles YouTube channels. And I want to get this right, but basically she said that over. It was either one third or half of the channels that she or her, the company she works for manages overnight received community guidance. 45% of the channels in the network got hit today with a strike. Okay. All right. So, well, and I think this is important for us to talk about because I'm going to be perfectly clear about this matter. It's been making headlines now for the last uh, several days, uh, especially the last few days. And I want to be clear about this because this is so extremely important. And that's the issue, of course, of censorship. And who are they censoring? They're censoring the specifically targeting the political right wing, the uh, or more specifically the, the conservatives, Christians, Christian conservatives, 
and those who speak in support of those who adhere and propagate the conservative and Christian conservative ideology. Now, this is a, a somewhat of a broad group of people, but the very specific target are those who who um, adhere to the uh, conservative political ideology as well as the Christian conservative ideology. Distinction with a difference here. Now, having said that, it is vital, I believe that it's vital for everyone to understand uh, that what is what we're seeing take place in the open overtly right now, the headlines, is not something that is new to us. And I invite everyone listening right now to stay through Dr. Jerome Corsi and right through Steve Quayle's appearance tonight at 9 o'clock. We have a statement to make. Uh, let me be perfectly clear. For example, about the comments and the allegations that have, have been and are being, uh, made about, for example, me, about me and Joe, about the Hagman report, our colleagues, the colleagues of the Hagman report, including and especially Steve Quayle, Alex Jones, and many other conservatives, in particular those Christian conservatives who I know personally and professionally. The allegations that we, in any way, are engaged in criminal activity, that we are, for example, inciting uh, violent behavior against anyone, the fact or the allegations that we are Russian agents are absolutely 100% false, and they're in my research over the last two and a half years, actually three years, they originate from a group of individuals that we can identify and we will deal with on a legal basis. Just so everyone is clear, I spent the last couple of days and in the process of this as well, assembling a team, a legal team, to go after those individuals who have made reckless statements against us, continue to make such statements against us, who slander and libel us. We, uh, these, in some cases, these people have done so over the years, and especially against uh, others who they don't agree with. That leads into the headlines that Joe spoke about, the censorship. In many cases, it is the very same Joe, the very same people involved in the censorship or attempts to censor and attempts to shut us down. It is vital, I believe, that everyone understands this, that what's been making headlines is not something new to us and the fact that we will, that we will respond accordingly and we will fight. We will fight on behalf and with people such as Alex Jones, Roger Stone, Laura Loomer, and others who will most assuredly be brought into the mix, including people like Rick Wiles from True News. John told me, uh, and the Jake, Jake Morphonius. Jake Morphonius. On his account today. Okay. And, and what we're seeing, again, this is not new to us. And I will also say this. There is a difference between someone reacting and someone responding. What we are doing is responding now. We will no longer, we will no longer accept this. 
and with respect to the censorship, we will not be silenced. We are all in, as they say. I'm just I'm reaffirming what I said yesterday, and on my morning show. I think that this morning, if you go to Hagman, my Doug Hagman radio show, I played a number of audio segments that when you listen to how long this battle has been going on and, and who is behind some of the allegations and, and who are some of the victims of these allegations and victims of censorship, you can see very clearly that this is not something that just happened. So the bottom line here, I, I am officially putting on, I'm putting people on notice that we will no longer accept these these spurious and 100% completely false allegations against us. But more importantly, we are in this for the long haul, and we will no longer, or we will never, never be silenced. And we we certainly thank Global Star Radio Network for broadcasting our show. We thank the people who support us and who are behind us, because we will, and, and I guarantee you this, and I, I promise you this, we will be, to the extent possible, and the extent you want us to be, we will be your voice. We will be the point in this battle. We'll take the point. But we are not going to be silenced. And that, for example, the censorship on social media, you Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, our response to that and I notice I said response, not reaction, but response, and there, there's a big difference. Our response to that is to ensure our content gets gets out to everyone. That's why it's so important for everyone to go to HagmanReport.com. Bookmark that site, because from there we will keep you informed as to where we will be. I don't expect to be on YouTube very long. I don't expect to be on Twitter very long. I don't expect to be on Facebook very long. No, but we're going to continue to use them as long as we can. As as John and Eric and you have said, we're going to ride the beast. Yeah, that, <laughs> was the beast. that was Eric. We, uh, we had a meeting here on Monday, and we were talking about moving forward in this climate and atmosphere that we're in, as well as, you know, uh, the future of us streaming on YouTube and using Twitter and Facebook. And we decided that, you know, at, at some point we ex- fully expect to be taken off the platform like many other people are, are seeing right now. Yes. But why not use the uh, time we still have left Tools to against them. attract right. as many people as possible to our uh, our show, to our platform? So we're going to continue to broadcast and, and to publish content on these platforms uh, like we have been doing for years and years and years, and nothing's going to change unless they decide to change it. So Okay, and, and thank you. That was very, very, very well stated. Where I lack the articulation, Joe comes in and, and saves saves my butt. I have one more thing to say, and, and I've been receiving emails about this. And remember, the difference between reacting and responding extremely critical to understand. I've been receiving emails. Um, we we uh, just to be very clear, and to those those who you will know who I'm speaking of. I don't have to mention the name. Uh, one of our sponsors, a very very good company. Yes. Well, just before we get into this, okay. I just want to say a thank you to David. Uh, he says, I'm sending a small token for legal action to help you fight the bleeps. <laughs> Go get them. We well, just want to say and, thank you. Yes. This is how thank we, you. Um, you know, we know where we stand a lot of times is from feedback, from support, from people reaching out. And this is the way, you know, we know everybody's on board. And 
we we do appreciate all the support in any way that it comes, and we can't express how much we appreciate it. And we're going to continue to move forward. So thank you. David. You know, Joe, when you since you mentioned that, and thank you, sir. Thank you so much, and, and thank everyone. Who, I want to thank from the bottom of my heart those people who do support this. Because look, if you don't want us on the air, then don't support us. That's fine. It, it, that's fine. But until such time, I mean, look, um, we're going to be we're in this for the long haul. We had said this day was coming. The day is now here. But see, it's here overtly, invisibly. It's been here for a long time. We've been fighting this battle behind the scenes. Never been as pronounced as it is. Well, but no, it's been, it's, look, it, it has been a, in case you haven't noticed, it has been a distraction to us. It has been a financial burden to us. Quite frankly, to, to Steve Quayle, to myself, we have been burdened financially. And that is part of the attack. That, that is a, that, that is a tactic is to encumber you with oppressive legal fees. Believe me when I tell you, our legal fees in one, one case alone have exceeded today over $50,000. People say, well, so and so, whatever the case might be, they'll never win. They don't have to win. That's not the point. It's not the point. They don't have to win. They will strike you, make you defend yourself, and in so doing, create financial havoc. And let me, let me just say this. When, when there is that state of, of chaos caused by this, we suffer professionally. We suffer Personally, our family, family suffer. Look, we're just, we're humans. Alright? We're human beings. And with families to support. So when, when, when things like this happen and tear us away from our families or cause us to, to have to divert resources, it's not easy. And I'm not saying poor me or crying a river here. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm talking about the reality of the situation. And what I was going to mention, and Joe, um, I just want to just mention this. Um, thank you for the emails, the recent decisions by certain company, companies to divest from and even condemn the NRA um, have, have caused us now after after investigation and really understanding where where these companies are at and what they're doing we are we are uh I, I'm delivering notice tomorrow to one of our sponsors that we will no longer um they're not going to be a sponsor of ours we cannot have it and to those of you who have sent emails saying why are you why are you sponsoring it or why are you allowing this company to sponsor your show I don't want that money. Uh, we will dry up before I accept that money. It's not a lot of money, but it's nonetheless. So those of you who know uh, what I'm talking about, be assured that notice will be delivered tomorrow before noon East Coast time that we will no longer allow them to sponsor our program, our, our show. Because we, we do put Put our money, if you will, where our mouth is. 
actions speak louder than words. They're a great company. They're great at what they do. Fantastic product. Fantastic service. Bad decisions. Well, if you want to hear what some of the backlash is uh, going on for what we see with the NRA and the companies leaving the NRA, this from the Daily Caller um, as we are coming up on the end of the segment. Companies pulling NRA support totally backfires. Americans are not happy with companies that severed ties with the National Rifle Association in wake of the tragic Florida high school shooting this month, according to a morning consult poll. Enterprise Rent-A-Car, Norton Antivirus, LifeLock, MetLife, Alamo, National Car Rental, and Simply Safe cut ties with the NRA in response to the February 14th high school shooting. And, and to those wondering, you know now the list of companies? Yeah. Now you know. So, I don't so this company, Morning Consult, surveyed 2,200 adults from February 23rd through the 25th regarding their views of each company. The polling agency asked each respondent if they had a favorable or unfavorable view, view of each company before and after they were informed of the company's choice to cut ties with the NRA. Net favorability among all adult respondents fell between 2 and 18% for all companies after subjects learned of the cutting ties with the NRA. And it goes on from there. You can read the rest on the Daily Caller. But they not only has the NRA, as we said on Friday, that we believe the NRA was going to see a huge jump in people deciding to become members because of the backlash they were facing, we have seen that. I'm going to tell you right now. I, I, and I'm sad, sad to say this. I have, I've, I've not, I've not been a member of the NRA. I not, haven't either. Not only am I going to join the NRA, I'm going to buy memberships for Joe. Awesome. I'm going to buy a membership for Eric. I don't know if they are. I haven't asked them. And everyone I know, to the extent that I can afford it out of the next, this Friday's paycheck, yeah. that's what I'm going to do. I don't know how much memberships are. I don't either. I'm saying that. I hope they're not a lot. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. All right. Thank you, Eric. But, no, but, I mean, I've heard uh, calls to different radio shows, like the Laura Ingram show, where people were calling in who don't even own guns, who are not really Second Amendment advocates, who joined the NRA in response to the backlash that they're seeing in the public, just so they can let the NRA and the Americans know that they are supporting the Second Amendment. So, again, just to recap, Trump making some interesting statements on guns, really triggering his base, and I don't mean that in the, the snowflake way. I mean, people are paying attention to what he's saying here, and if he acts on those words in the manner which he spoke of, he's going to have a hard time getting reelected in 2020, that's for sure. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Dr. Jerome Corsi, the InfoWars Info Washington Bureau Chief. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hagman Report, Doug Hagman, Joe Hagman, something I like to call America's premier father-son investigative reporting team. We are banding together. Now the fight is on, of course, the fight against the uh, Christian conservatives, the political conservatives, and uh, the fight is real, and we are engaged. We are fully engaged, and I want to assure you, the listeners, the viewers, that we're in this for the long haul, that we will stand up. Hunting words from Alex Jones on Sunday. No one in the media came to my defense. 
that is in the context of uh, when you look at the videos that Joe, when he did the videos, you know, um, and asking, merely asking questions, and they were banned, the videos were banned by YouTube. He would, he had nowhere to go, nowhere to say, look, I, this is what I did. And no one in the media came to his defense. Rather, it was the opposite. And that's the same thing that we are getting right now. Behind the scenes, if I could show you behind the scenes, I, I, I would, but I, I won't publicly because that would tip that would show uh, that would be a tactical error and a man who I have immense respect for that we here at the Hagman uh, Report have immense respect for is Dr. Jerome Corsi he's the Washington Bureau Chief for InfoWars he's a man of course in the same boat as we are as we all are and I don't want to take a second more of his time welcome to the Hagman Report Dr. Jerome Corsi thanks for joining us today uh, great to be back with you. Thank you very much. Dr. Corsi, we're in the fight of our lives. It's on, and uh, it's a censorship uh, war, and uh, they are trying to silence you, us, and every conservative, politically conservative, social conservative out there, in, in, in my view, in favor of Marxism. Do you want to start there, or should we go elsewhere? Well, no, I think that's perfect. I mean, uh, well, Doug, you know, what's going on right now, uh, suddenly the this new group of censors, evidently from the Southern Poverty Law Center, of course, I mean, couldn't get a worse group of haters and uh, <clears throat> discredited group out to make money and you know basically pirates of the um, you know the the new or new world order pirates. I mean, these guys are these guys are about as as illegitimate as you can get. And what they've done is they come in and they uh, immediately have two um, violations on me suddenly, all of a sudden. I mean, I've been on. YouTube for years. I've been on YouTube for many, many weeks with QAnon, and all of a sudden I'm getting two in one day uh, violations of their policy, uh, and <clears throat> three strikes and you're out. So I, mean, I just removed all of my uh, various videos so they wouldn't give me a third strike immediately, and I contacted and worked extensively with Alex Jones, and Alex was in the same boat. Alex had also gotten two strikes in the same day. And so what we both figured out was that this was a <clears throat> concerted attempt by the new police, the hard left, uh, probably South Southern Poverty Law Center police within uh, Google and YouTube to eliminate all conservatives that they hate. And so Alex Jones was out. Alex is one of the larger of the websites on uh, YouTube, has been for years. Uh, my site's been on for years. I've just started covering QAnon, but as soon as I I do, immediately the censors at YouTube come down hard. Well, you know, I've been pointing out I I was furious with this, and I've launched a basically a a, a huge storm of emails and and uh, also Twitter posts last night, uh, really telling Eric Schmidt directly if he wants to fight, bring it on. Now he wants to be the uh, this little punk, thinks he can throw conservatives off of his channel because he doesn't think he uh, you know has to respect the First Amendment or have fine. Let's take it to the FCC. Let's take it to the uh, FTC. Uh, Donald Trump was informed of it last night, but you know everything that happened to Alex Jones, Infowars, and to me and my channel. Of course, uh, they you know, Infowars got one of their two strikes removed last night. My tune, they they. 
uh, looked at the review, the appeal, and appeal was denied. So, you know, my, I'm, I'm within an inch of being taken off of YouTube altogether. And I said, bring it on. Uh, Eric Smith's got criminal liability. This is a guy who, uh, the day after President Trump signed an executive order, 1221, uh, 2017, where he can confiscate all the assets of anybody involved in serious human rights trafficking or corruption, Eric Schmidt resigned alphabet. Now he's going to run away and teach at MIT. That's what his plans are now. Well, I think we're going to follow him right at MIT. I'm, I'm getting ready to publish all of his, uh, WikiLeaks emails all over again so everybody can see how close in bed he was with Hillary Clinton, how he created this Russian mem, uh, which was, you know, this whole lying Russian collusion. Let's go after him for that. And, and funded, and funded the Fusion GPS through Perkins Coy. I think Eric Schmidt's got some criminal liabilities. Let's pursue them. Eric Schmidt wants it on. He wants to rumble. Let's rumble. I, I agree. It, didn't it come out two weeks ago that Eric Schmidt was teamed up with the Hillary Clinton campaign uh, to come out and create the, the term fake news and to throw that out against Donald Trump? I think there was an article about that just a, a few weeks ago. But look at the <clears throat> the damage that they have done. And this is, a, as you said, the, the Southern Poverty Law Center, they're no longer some objective uh, company that is dealing, uh, labeling hate groups. They have become a hate group themselves to the point where legitimate conservative institutions are being labeled as hate groups by these people. Yeah, they, they've labeled pedestrian conservative yeah. groups as hate groups, uh, Dr. Corsi. Even leading well, to a, I mean, a killing or a shooting. Look, the, the classical roots of the First Amendment, which go back into, you know, liberal political philosophy. And that's when liberal political philosophy, when liberal was a legitimate term. I'm talking about Hobbes, Locke, these philosophers, Hume. Uh, the whole idea, John Stuart Mills, I think, perhaps expressed it best when John Stuart Mills said that the test of free speech is when you have to tolerate speech you don't like. When you realize that there's an importance to hearing opinions that you think are distasteful. Now, that's something that's to the current left, uh, which is intolerant. Current left is really uh, made up now increasingly of a group of uh, Marxist kind of, you know, they remind me of the, uh, you know, the, the Maoist movement, the Cultural Revolution, which in, in, in Maoist China, in the, in the, back up to the 1960s, 1970s, uh, really destroyed the intellectual basis in those years of the Chinese society. So anyone who didn't agree with the radical Red Book Maoists was put into prison and thought reform. Uh, this left is completely intolerant. It has no understanding. Eric Schmidt couldn't, you know, if the First Amendment bit him on the nose, he wouldn't know what it was. Hmm. Because he doesn't believe in it. He believes in, you know, only those who should be allowed on YouTube and Google are those who agree with him. You want to you want to advocate radical anti-fa? The Southern Property Law Center doesn't consider Antifa to be a terrorist group. And so basically I'm saying that this group is not a respectable organization. It was the group that, you know, that was going to be used by uh, YouTube and by um, Google as their censor. Um, get ready for the lawsuits. Libel suits are, you know, going to be flying. I mean, this is going to be a target-rich opportunity to put Google in litigation for the next 10 years. And if they want to win some of those cases, fine. If they want to lose them, fine. 
Uh, I think the FCC, the FTC, FTC new commissioners came in and talked to the testified before the Senate uh, Judiciary Committees, and they were happy to apply antitrust regulations. Uh, we're going to push for an Internet Bill of Rights. I believe that's what we've got to have. And if these Internet giants think that they can dominate the Internet content and make it so it's intolerant of anybody who disagrees with them, they got another thing coming. Dr. Corsi, briefly, um, having spoken with Alex Jones this past week, um, behind the scenes a little bit, I I was reminded October 6, 2015, Matt Drudge appeared on InfoWars and said, uh, of course, the agenda of Hillary Clinton was was to uh, silence the conservatives. Matt Drudge saying that the Supreme Court, a Supreme Court justice, told him that basically it was over. My question to you here, via your your address or uh, through your investigative analysis, do you think that what we're seeing right now is is the Plan B of the uh, Marxist left? Because Hillary didn't get in, okay, now they're going to go to Plan B to, to silence the conservatives, and this is what we're seeing as their Plan B. Well, I, this was, yeah, it's plan B. I mean, this was, if Hillary had been in, there wouldn't have been any recourse. We would have been banned. Uh, by now we'd be under certain kinds of investigation. We'd be la- labeled as hate speech. We'd be under criminal investigation. Department of uh, Justice, the FBI would be, uh, down on us like a, a ton of bricks. Uh, we're, we're extremely lucky. And I thank God Donald Trump was elected. Uh, we have a chance. This is a last chance. It's a reprieve. It's an opportunity to um, perhaps save the First Amendment, perhaps save the Republic. Uh, it's not certain yet. But um, we're going to fight because, you know, the, the the whole idea that you can silence uh, those whom you don't agree with means that you can't argue your own position and win. Otherwise, you'd have the argument. You know, the, the, the left is off, off such a crazy le- ledge, it's gone off the cliff. So that if, you know, Elizabeth Warren or someone like Elizabeth Warren is going to be the candidate, uh, they'll be lucky to win San Francisco. <laughs> you know, the, the, this, these people are so crazy and so nuts, they consider Diane Feinstein and Nancy Pelosi conservatives. I mean, that's where the, that's where the Keith Ellison, Tom Perez, Republican Party is gone. They're farther left than Marx. I mean, Marx looks like yeah. Marx looks like a playground compared to these people. And the point is, you know, Eric Smith may think he's God. May think that you know, the YouTube and Google are a simple private organization. They can do whatever they want. Well, not as long as they've got broad base. I mean, fine, take them off the broad base, deny their broad base rights, and they can censor anybody they want. Nobody will care. Let them be a little stupid nothing. CIA created Google, and if, if they want to fight, I'm happy to go to the CIA origins of Google. I want to see all the funding from the CIA. I want to know exactly what Eric Schmidt did for the CIA. I want to know how deep and bad Eric Schmidt is with the CIA, why he gave the CIA all of his information to profile what the NSA has a massive database. U.S. citizens, let's get Eric Snowden back here. Let's get Julian Assange back here. And let's also then investigate Eric Schmidt's contributions to Hillary. All the emails saying he wanted to be her chief advisor. Giving all the Google data so she could micro-target for her voter base. Uh, Eric Schmidt gave all that Google data exclusively to Hillary. Then he paid all these campaign contributions, which were laundered by Perkins Coy, 
uh, into the Fusion GPS and used to get the FISA court approval to do electronic surveillance of Donald Trump. Well, when, you know, when Barack Obama brings, um, uh, Hillary Clinton and, and, uh, Barack Obama when, are brought to treason charges by Donald Trump, which is in the works, uh, let's see Eric Schmidt join the bandwagon. Cause he funded it. And I don't intend to let up. I mean, I'm going to be saying to him constantly, day, daily, you want to fight? Let's fight. Want to go to the playground? Let's go to the playground. Come on. Do get out. Let's do it. And you address this in a larger sense. Uh, I've got to just uh, give a plug to your newest book, which will be available to the general public uh, on March 13th. That is Killing the Deep State. Uh, I would urge anyone listening to this broadcast right now, order, pre-order, Killing the Deep State by Dr. Jerome Corsi. Dr. Corsi, where can we find, now you, you're, you're appearing to regroup now with your intellectual product, uh, your videos and such. Uh, where can people go to that, that want to make sure that not a word is missed from you? Where can well, people go? Uh, first of all, um, uh, Infowars.com, where I'm a Washington correspondent and work, uh, with Alex Jones extremely closely. And a shout out to Alex Jones. He, he has been, uh, stalwart in fighting this battle, knowing it was coming. Amen. And we're going to, um, we're looking at alternative channels. I mean, I don't think even Alex can have a reliable presence on YouTube, although if they throw InfoWars off, uh, YouTube, we're in for a huge battle. And I'll be happy to join Alex, you know, as a field lieutenant and help him fight it. Uh, the point is, I just joined up today on uh, Gab, which is a new channel that I think is going to be uh, effective for conservatives. I'm going to work on Gab for sure. There may be others. I'm there uh, too, uh, Doctor Corsi. So yeah, Let's... we won't be we won't be far away from achieving alternatives where they can see all the content that was removed from uh, YouTube. None of it was lost. It'll all be reposted, and it'll all be made available to anybody who wants to see it. Uh, we need to have a friendly environment. I think Gab is going to provide it. And uh, if YouTube is so stupid as to think this move won't fuel their competition, and by the way, FTC antitrust breakup, you know, go back and read the history of um, the, the Carnegie Trusts in the 1890s, Eric Schmidt, and let's see how it's going to feel when your fortune is confiscated for corruption, which is in the works. That's, Dr. Corsi, that's why I have such admiration and respect for you when you talk. You know history and you know the vulnerabilities of these deep state swamp creatures. I love it. Um, what can people do and what can we do? Is there anything that we can do to help you, to help Alex Jones, InfoWars? Because we all need to stick together here. Is there anything specifically that, that we well, have? Well, people have been very generous with my PayPal account. I've been very gratified. Jerome Corsi, you can find it pretty easily on my PayPal account. Okay. And um, that's been very, very gratifying. I've been very pleased on that. I mean, I'm not asking people to contribute. I think there's many causes to contribute, but I'm just saying that since you asked, that that's been really particularly rewarding to see people pour out their support. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Alex Alex Jones, um, I, I think his audience is going to grow um, even exponentially given the attack. And same with me. I mean, my book, uh, is Killing the Deep State, which by the way will have a 
extensive exposure of, of Eric Schmidt and of the entire fraud that is behind YouTube, Google, and their support of Hillary Clinton, the leftist orientation of the Internet, uh, which if we allow it to happen, will end first the First Amendment in the United States. That's what this battle is all about. First Amendment going to continue over to the Internet, or are we as conservatives going to be banned as haters and uh, demonized because we dare to disagree with the intolerant agenda of the left? Uh, and I think it's going to expand our audience. I think it's going to ultimately result in the uh, people going to read back in the history and wonder how Eric Schmidt threw away such a, a great franchise simply because he was so intolerant politically that Google, YouTube, Facebook, the whole bunch of them uh, get broken up by the FTC and uh, are forced to face an Internet Bill of Rights. It's coming. American people, I don't think, are yet dead. I don't think communism has yet taken hold, although the schools have done everything possible to put it in place. Donald Trump is president. Donald Trump is listening. And if um, YouTube thinks he can get away with this with Google, without a fight, uh, they got another thing coming. I'm so glad you said that. And and I think that um, all Americans need to step up now. The the fight is on. We must engage. You know, we've been too tolerant for too long of those who are intolerant of of us. Now it's time to turn the tables, I believe, and to say no more. And isn't the first, the attack, this attack against the First Amendment, we're seeing a a concurrent attack against the second. And that's, that's by necessity, isn't it? Uh, the second and the fourth. And the these fourth, are all, right. uh, they're all under, because, uh, left feels like they've got a right to, um, know everything you say, everything you think, everything you breathe. They will know everybody you talk to. I mean, you know, uh, read Gestapo. I mean, this is, you know, National Socialists were on the left. Uh, read, you know, the, uh, the Soviet special police and, uh, the 30 or 40 million people that were killed under Stalin. Leftwood wouldn't hesitate to do it again. Think Eric Schmidt throwing somebody off Google wouldn't be just as happy to have killed them if he could have gotten away with it? Come on, Eric. Let's have it out in court. But by the way, wasn't Eric Schmidt, and I think you pointed this out, didn't he pay a visit to North Korea? Or Yeah, in fact, uh, QAnon, this intelligence source I've been following, uh, has argued that uh, Eric Schmidt and Musk, his partner on the SpaceX, actually gave nuclear technology and missile technology, missile technology specifically to North Korea. Now, I, I don't tend to forget about that. And um, I'd say that, you know, I've, I've made my career as an investigative journalist. I expect I'll be writing a good deal about Eric Schmidt in the, in the next little bit of time. So the <laughs> American public really know who this guy is. You know, well, let's go back through his entire career. Go back through uh, where he came from. What his connections are with the NSA? Is he a spook? Very Probably. interesting. Let's yeah. make let's let's see about Eric Schmidt. Really wants to be branded CIA. See if he wants to be branded NSA. See if he wants to be branded every time you click, Eric Schmidt's sending it right into the federal government so that they can track you. Let's get this firmly embedded in America's minds. They understand that YouTube. Uh, and Google are really just an extension of the NSA and CIA. It's Big Brother watching you and everything you do. Let's get it firmly in mind. If you want to use the Google search engine, uh, sign up now because you just sent yourself to the gulag. Hmm. 
No one, no one understands the deep state better than Dr. Jerome Corsi. And um, there, there used to be an old saying that you know it's going to be a bad day when uh, a film crew from 60 Minutes is waiting in your office. And I would say uh, that to make it current, you know it's going to be uh, a good day when Dr. Jerome Corsi has his sights set on the deep state swamp creatures. Um, very, very good. And Killing the Deep State is his book. Uh, Dr. Corsi, we've only got about five minutes left, or about four, about, about five minutes. Take it wherever you want to go in terms of uh, additional topics, and we'll QAnon. Uh, where do we stand with that right now? Well, the, the QAnon, I think, is an important phenomenon, and that we're being shared intelligence by someone who I've got re- really clear reason to believe is military intelligence very close to um, President Trump. And uh, my book is written, I mean, I think when people get a chance to read this book, Killing the Deep State, um, you see, uh, you know, Doug, I've had, I was trained, I had top security clearance consulting with the State Department. I was trained by some of the best psychiatrists in the world. My father had hired Edward Bernays. I spent an enormous amount of time with Edward Bernays as a graduate student at Harvard. He was the father of propaganda. Uh, this whole book is designed to show Donald Trump, and not that he, Donald Trump's a brilliant genius. Uh, he's just going to embrace this book as what he's already doing and as, as validation of his current approach to deconstructing the deep state. You don't beat the deep state propaganda, you know, with truth. You beat it by undermining the credibility of those who are advancing the arguments of Russian credi- of collusion. So, you know, we find out pretty quickly that the um, Democrats, Hillary, DNC, advances lying fusion GPS uh, document, not only to get FISA war- warrant approval to electronically surveil Donald Trump, but ultimately expanded it to survey about everybody in Donald Trump's campaign. Uh, they had the opposition campaign under electronic surveillance during the election campaign. And then they, you know, the White House, the Obama White House, and by the way, read that Valerie Jarrett, Susan Rice, and others, uh, unmasked the names and leaked them to the public. Read Eric Schmidt, who was funding it. I mean, Eric, I, I want to make that point again. Eric, if you're listening, read Eric Schmidt funded the operation, which I'm taking to mean criminal liability. I hope to to pound that point forward in the next little bit of time. This book will establish it. Uh, I think we've already seen uh, Killing the Deep State, my book um, the, the Fight to Save Donald Trump. Uh, it's already up at number 200 uh, on Amazon.com and it's two weeks out from publication. Number one in its, in its class, in its genre. It's already a bestseller. Yep. And uh, I'm very thankful to those who are going to take the message because what's at stake here is the uh, future of the American Republic. The, the question is, will we survive Obama, Hillary, the Saul Alinsky communists with the Constitution and the First Amendment, First Ten Amendments, all the Bill of Rights intact, or do we lose them? And as you know, Abraham Lincoln brilliantly said, uh, the question is whether this nation or any nation so conceived can long survive. And that's the question we face again today. That's why I'm fighting this battle. I don't want to see 
this this great experiment uh, wasted by the likes of Greedhead, Eric Schmidt, read um, 1221 executive order signed by Donald Trump. The day that Eric Schmidt decided it might be good to resign from Alphabet and go to become a professor at MIT. A little late, Eric, to make that decision. <laughs> I, I would not want to have you on my tail, Dr. Jerome Corsi. We, we only have about a minute and a half left. I want to ask you one last thought on this. We saw Jeff Sessions talk about the uh, FISA abuses, but instead of handling it through the Department of Justice, he's going to let the Inspector General, who doesn't have the prosecutorial power, uh, look into this. Do you think, what, what's should Jeff Sessions be fired? Should he be uh, tasking other DOJ officials to investigate this? Uh, the narrative is changing right now. The Russian collusion narrative has collapsed. Uh, Donald Trump has taken a hold of this gun debate and is now going to force it to be where it needs to go, and that is to put police and armed, um, undercover, you know, teachers and staff with concealed carry in the schools. Uh, and that's where the debate should go. Uh, he's going Donald Trump's also going to be equally brilliant in turning the tables on the Democrats. And you're going to see in March some reports coming out and some uh, clear indications. But as the Democrats uh, include, uh, by the way, read that um, Eric Schmidt and Google and YouTube need to be under the uh, criminal investigation for their manipulation of the election. Yeah. And that's coming. Maybe a new special prosecutor. Fantastic. That we need for sure. Jeff yes. Sessions, I don't believe he's getting the job done, but we'll keep pressing forward. Killing the deep state, Dr. Jerome Corsi, always a pleasure. My goodness, Dr. Corsi, thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to appear with us. Thank you so much. Uh, my great pleasure. Thank you. All right. God bless you, my friend, and we'll be talking. That was Dr. Jerome Corsi, Killing the Deep State. Please, please, please support Dr. Corsi, his work, and, and stand behind InfoWars and us, Joe. We will be right back with the host, uh, Sam Johnson, host of the Sharpening Report, right after this break. Don't go anywhere. It's the Hagman Report, Riding the Beast. Thank you, Eric the Tech, for that, Riding the Beast, and that's exactly what we're doing. We are fully engaged, and we will remain engaged in the war. We will uh, be an active presence, and I'm telling you right now, we're in it. We are all in, to steal a poker term, we are all in. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone who supports us. Uh, our visibility depends upon your support. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Five hours of, of content. Nine in the morning, Doug Hagman Radio Show, two to three. The Hagman Daily Show with John Robertson and Joe Hagman. And then the flagship show, seven to ten. Again, thank you. We have a great segment up for you next. Samuel Johnson from sharpeningreport.com is going to be joining us. We met Samuel in Chicago. Great guy. And he did some work with Skywatch TV uh, with Tom Horn. And, uh, he's doing the sharpening, re sharpening report now. And I was on his show Saturday and we did a, a great interview and it was fun. So we're going to be getting to him here in just a few moments. Uh, a couple of quick things that I noticed today on one, the, the Mueller investigation, uh, 
This is from NBCNews.com. You were asking if Trump knew about hacked Democratic emails before they were released. Good point. Special Counsel Mueller's team is asking witnesses pointed questions about whether Donald Trump was aware the DNC emails had been stolen before that was publicly known. Now, if you remember, uh, I think it was three separate reporters came out and said that there were uh, they screwed up the dates. Three separate reporters who said they had anonymous sources, inside sources of email communications between. I think it was Jared Kushner, but it, yeah. they screwed up the date, making it appear as though Trump, yes. President Trump, knew about the the DNC email leak before it went public, which turned out not to be the case. But that hasn't stopped Mueller from probing uh, this, and I've also heard that he is looking into Trump's finance, Trump's finances pre 2016, which you know this is way outside Shut the mandate. It down, yeah. yeah. I, I think. Uh, Trump should pardon anybody who's been indicted, fire Mueller, fire Sessions, and start over again. Amen. But anyway, we have with us Samuel Johnson from SharpeningReport.com. Samuel, welcome to the Hagman Report. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, and I just want to say that was a great introduction, uh, I- intro to the show. Uh, I, I want to say I want to stand with you guys, send my prayers and my support for you. And, Doug, if you're handing out NRA memberships, count me in. I'll, hmm. I'll take one. Yeah. You, you know what? Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. I will, in fact, uh, gift you an NRA membership. Uh, just send John the necessary information. I'll make sure you get one. Um, uh, well, I'm pretty well stretched, but that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna do that because we, we need to take a stand and and we need to put our money, our time, um, where our mouths are. And this is a whole new ball game now. But we've been fighting this now for roughly three, actually longer than that, five years behind the scenes. This is, this is not a game, folks. Mm-hmm. And you, every, each and every one of you listening or watching, you're in this whether you know it or not. So. And Sam, we, we thank you, uh, for the support. Why don't you do this? Since this is your first time on the show, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Well, uh, I was born and raised in the UP of Michigan. Um, and basically, Started, uh, found the Lord when I was in high school. Um, you know, thanks to my sister and my dad playing a big role in that. And then, um, uh, basically I went down to a conference, uh, down in Texas a last year, uh, and I met, um, I met Josh Peck there and he had known who I was because my, uh, my sister had set up a meeting with him. Um, and my dad and, and her went down there just to, to talk about some things that they had on, on their mind. Uh, and so they knew who my dad and my sister were. Uh, and so when I went down to the conference, I was able to meet him, uh, and I ended up getting him, uh, getting lunch with him. And I just kind of shared some things that were on my heart, some ministries, things that I was trying to, uh, create. And, uh, you know, that was kind of, that was kind of that there. Uh, and I kind of went our separate ways and he said some really encouraging things, gave me some good advice. And then, uh, that's it. And then a couple months later, uh, he sent me a message and he's like, Hey, I, uh, got a little bit of a project that I need some help with. Um, and you know Josh Peck, he's a great guy, and he it was just helping him with his newsletter. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll be happy to help you with that. Uh, and he's like, yeah, well, it's just uh, into the multiverse stuff right now because uh, I'm looking for a host for the Sharpen Report. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll help you with that. And if you need a fill-in host, uh, I'll be happy to come in and help you. Uh, and he's like, well, it's funny you say that because the Lord's kind of been putting on my heart that maybe you should step up. So one thing led to another, and now I'm about or 40 or so episodes into the Sharpen Report, and it's been it's been a blast, you know, being able to talk to the, all the people I look up to. Uh, Joe and I had a great uh, interview on Saturday that's going to be posted on Friday. Um, so it's, you know, 
it's a it's a dream come true. I get to talk to really smart people and sit there and listen and ask questions. <laughs> how, how much more can you ask for? You are you are really at the tip of the spear of a number of issues and a very intelligent, very intelligent. I would urge everyone to listen, especially uh, to the program uh, that, that's going to be posted. You said Saturday Friday. Right? or Friday? Friday. Okay. Well, one of the interesting things about this interview, and Sam, I don't know how much you want to get into this, but after we were done with the interview, Sam said, uh, "Have you ever had any?" Is it alright if we talk about this, Sam? The, the second yeah, oh, part yeah. of that? He, uh, he said, have you ever had any you know, supernatural experiences or, or encounters? And he's recording a guest that he has coming on the sharpening report. After that interview's over, he's recording, uh, anywhere from what, two to ten minute segments from people and any kind of uh, strange experiences they've had. And I, I talked yeah. about a, a sighting of like a UFO type thing I had. But I, I think when that comes out, that's going to be really interesting. I cannot wait to hear that, uh, and I bet you've heard yeah. some really fascinating stories from some of your yeah, guests. Yeah, for sure. It, it's uh, it's just one of those segments to try to show people the reality of the spiritual realm because it's so easily lost in our culture today. Uh, that you know, it's all about the physical events and what happens. Uh, but there's so much the spiritual warfare is constantly going on. So being able to ask uh, people on the front lines of these battles some of the spiritual encounters they've had is really it's it's really interesting to see how God has worked in each and every person's life, and it really shows how big God is. Uh, yeah, most of the most of the the stories are between two and seven minutes long, uh, except for Dan Duval. He had like a fifteen minute long one because you, you know him. He's kind of, he's he's like really into the front line. So, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's a really interesting part of the Sharpen Report. If I can just mention this, I, th- I think it's so important, and this is going to be driven home later in the show. Uh, I, b- I believe that what we're seeing here, with respect to all of the headlines, uh, you can you can pick any headline, and but you pointed this out. Look, this is a battle in the spiritual. And uh, uh, websites, in my view, uh, uh, garbage sites like Salon or uh, you know Rolling Stone or those, but they they are so anti-God, they're so anti-Christian. Uh, but but uh, this is really, in my view, this is really a battle. All of this, everything we're seeing, is really in the spiritual manifesting in in the in the, in the real world. Do you agree? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and you can see um, that divide getting bigger and bigger between uh, the spiritual uh, of good versus evil. Um, you see it in every single debate that we have, whether it's about gun control, uh, abortion, any sort of politics that we get into. It's just that that cultural divide is getting so much bigger. Uh, and, and sometimes it feels like our culture's at a stalemate because the forces are just ramming heads constantly. Uh, but yeah, as you can see with things like the censorship, you know, starting to rise up, our culture is slowly moving more and more towards this uh, evil-based society, which is just so—it's so dangerous that—and uh, it's—and we're stuck arguing about surface-level things when we're not really identifying the the root cause of it. Um, and so we have to find a way to be able to to steer our culture back to where it's supposed to be—a uh, moral one based on biblical principles. Um, it, it, but it's hard. It's hard. How do you do that? How do you take our entire culture and, and steer us back into the right direction? Um, there's a, uh, a a French psychologist named Jean Piaget, uh, and he kind of he focused on the child development stages and um, and, and ultimately how to uh, cultural development. Uh, and basically, kind of what he stated was that there was there's a couple stages. Basically, that you're born. And there's not really much to you. You eat and poop and stuff like that. But then uh, you start playing. Uh, then you kind of get a little older. You start playing games with yourself. And he and he, he frames everything in this game idea. Uh, that culture is like one big game with, with multiple games inside of it. And so as you get older, you start playing games with yourself. And then you get older and you play games with 
uh, someone else, and you start to learn that there's there's rules, spoken and unspoken rules, uh, and then you get way bigger and you play with a lot more people. Um, and those are kind of the games that we interact with each day. Like a family would be a game, or the job that you go to has a game. They all have rules that if you break them, there's consequences. Um, but if you follow them, then they steer you down the right path. Um, and, and that's kind of the idea of what makes up a culture. And, and so it's so as we see our culture with all these different games and all these different rules, we kind of are playing by certain rules, and we're trying to attack the enemy by rules that they've seemed to set up. You talk about the globals, the New World Order being able to have their hand in so many different aspects, it's it's like we're trying to beat them at their own game. Well, Piaget, he stated that there was one more level of um, of development, and that's when you can start to create your own rules. And I think I think that's where we need to start moving to as a society, and especially as an alternative media and as Christians, is we need to start taking control of these of these games that we play and start inserting moral rules and get us back to the foundations. Um, of the biblical principles. A, a great example of this would be um, the political world. We had, uh, before Donald Trump, largely there was this political correctness uh, rule that everyone had to follow. follow. Is that you had to say and, and do certain things, and people had to do them, or you wouldn't get elected. Um, or if you want to get more conspiratorial about it, you had to be part of the, of the globalist movement and the New World Order, or you wouldn't get elected. Well, Donald Trump comes along, and he's like, he sees the he sees the game. He sees the political correctness game of it all, and he's and and the underlying moral issue behind that um, is that people want things to get better, and they're going to elect people that seem nice and seem that they care about them. And so he identified that people just want things better. So he comes in with this bold, crass statement: "Make America great again," and he starts calling all these people and being, you know, crass and kind of rude, but uh, entertaining nonetheless. And so he changed the rule of this political world. Uh, and, and he started to to fix it and bring it back to a place where truth was the focus and not um, pretending that you care about someone. And so I think that that is a lesson that we need to start taking into other aspects of our world is that we need to start creating rules that have the moral foundation of biblical scriptures so we can so we're not playing on their field anymore. They have to come over here and play in our field. And I think that's the key to taking back our culture. Well, you said a whole lot there, Sam, and I've never heard of You said this is the, the Piaget theory? Uh, Jean Piaget. Jean Piaget, okay. Yeah, I, right. Right before you came on, we were looking at the at this word saying, you know, what is this word? We've never seen this before. But I do understand exactly what you're talking about. And, you know, you mentioned something that we've been uh, talking about off and on here for the last few weeks, which is uh, these people do create their own rules. And it's one thing when you're, you're uh, engaged in a battle or, or whatever it is with these people, not only do they not play, play by the own rules, but you have to continue to play by the rules. And we have seen this time and time again and how this is such an unfair, uh, it seems unfair, what we are up against. And we see this with the censorship stuff. It's like, uh, you know, as soon as you, you kick the football, they move the goalpost, and, you know, it's impossible to, to win or get ahead. So is, yeah. what, what is driving, you know, this, this political divide that we see? It seems like we, we can't have discussions, we can't have debates with people. It's uh, the, the, these people who promote, uh, you know, tolerance and, and acceptance are intolerant in any, of any and everything that's different from how they believe. What else is driving this political divide in our country? And do you think we will ever get to a point where we, words will settle this? Um, just words? I, I don't know. <laughs> um. I, th- I think I think words without action is 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 very limited. Uh, it's like faith without actions is dead. Well, words without action is is not only going to get you so far. Uh, but I think 
and to to root it in the idea or the uh, the cause of censorship, it, it's really just trying to change what people are consuming and force them to consume certain aspects. Our whole society is based on consumerism. Uh, whether you're trying to consume different foods or, or different products you're trying to buy, uh, or the music you listen to, we've all heard Ted uh, Brewer go on on rants about how dangerous television is and and how you consume message there. Uh, and so that's the point of censorship is to try to stop us from consuming messages that are productive. Uh, I mean, you can and you can even see this in churches. They're just they, they there's one person speaking and then everyone else is just consuming a message that goes in one ear and out the other, uh, and then it's it's not fruitful at all. Uh, and, you know, you got to talk, talk about the schools. Your last guest talked about the schools, which, by the way, guys, definitely stand up for him. He's on the front lines for sure. Uh, he talks about how the schools are so corrupt. I mean, it's basically 12 years of your life being taught how to think and how to consume a message and you got the common core aspects, you know, controlling even more. Um, so I think that's the root of where our divide comes is because people are just trying to consume certain messages and then and then that's it. That's where it stops. They just consume it, and then that's the world. Uh the um, John Rappaport, I know you guys have on sometimes. Oh yeah, we like he did, him. Yeah, he did. He did a great speech uh, in 2014 at the Secret Space uh, Program conference uh, about creating your own reality and talked about how the things that you consume essentially create the reality that you live in. Um, and if you are just consuming what other people are saying, then there you're letting them create the reality you live in, uh, which is such an important point. Is is the opposite of consumerism is to create things and, and God God created us and He we are created in His image so we are creators as well and so we're able to create what we want uh, and that's that's a reason that censorship is never going to win it can't win is because as long as we keep creating things then then there'll still be new words out there and 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 so that's that's a fight that we have to keep fighting for for the platforms like on YouTube and uh, on different aspects like that we have to take them to the, the legal battles. Uh, but as long as we keep creating, whether it, either, whether one person hears it, if everyone keeps creating, then the message is still going to get out. So ultimately, it's a futile effort by them to stop us. Uh, the only way we lose that battle is if we stop creating. Um, it's just, it's, 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 it's back to the idea of the rules that, of the culture that we live in. If we keep creating the rules that we want to live by and enough righteous people can, can create enough rules to, to, Push our culture back to way to the way it's supposed to be. Then that's when we'll see things like the gun debate um, go the right way, and things like censorship stop. It's the underlying culture that we really have to start to change. And that's, I mean, that's what the Constitution is based on. the The preamble says they require the consent of the governed. Well, that means that the consent gets to create the rules, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so that's that's so. Yes, I definitely think that we can stop it. I definitely think we can turn around. Uh, I'm. Uh, I have faith that God has put a lot of things in motion to turn it around. Um, but ultimately, they're not going to silence us. They can't. What are they going to do? They're going to take away our platforms. All right, well, we'll just talk to the people around us. Well, what are they going to do? Throw us in jail. Well, we'll talk to the, the prison, the prisoners in jail. And then I mean, you can have stories of Bible studies starting up in jails. Well, what are they going to do? Kill us. Well, now I'm in heaven. So congratulations. Now I'm at the grace place ever. So <laughs> I don't know. That's my, that's my philosophy on it. No, I, I agree. It's, um, what scripture says is, is basically going to happen and that what we are up against as believers in this world. Uh, I want to ask you this. Do you, the, when we were, when I was on your show over the weekend, we talked about this, this spiritual divide. Do you think it, well, this social justice, politically correct movement, it seems that you know, the same people who are 
pushing for a gun ban are the same, you know, to save the children are the same ones who, you know, love abortion and call it a constitutional right. We see these, these people who are promoting, uh, uh, being the moral authority, trying to be the immoral authority while promoting the most evil, vile, and immoral, uh, movements that we have in this country. And I want to ask you, how much of this debate, how much of this divide do you think is based on spiritual deception or the spiritual battle? Uh, I would say every aspect of our society, everything that happens, every event, every idea, every person has a spiritual component to it. Uh, but it's definitely, it's definitely spiritual driven. You have, uh, you know, when you look into the way everything's structured, uh, Satan's on the top of the evil side and God's on the top of the good side. So everything that, everything comes down from that. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely spiritual driven and, uh, the idea goes back to, to just, I mean, using kids to try to push a message is it's just it's like disgusting I, I don't know but you see both sides doing it honestly if you can be fair about it uh, both sides do it in the light of a tragedy to try to push a political agenda definitely the liberals more um, to try to play on that emotion uh, whenever whenever anyone claims to be a moral authority on an issue that's kind of when you should probably just like uh, alright I'm not going to listen to you anymore because you're kind of claiming to be God <laughs> so um, but yeah I mean it, it it's no coincidence that when pr- prayers got removed from school, that school shooting started to really start to ramp up. Uh, and I mean, that's, that's a, to me, that's a very equal causation. Um, we need to be able to step up in the power of prayer and defend these, defend yeah. the, all the different groups involved. Um, but I'm, it's just, it's just, it's just moronic what they're trying to do with the gun control. It's like they're, they're saying that young kids should be able to vote. Uh, but at the same time, they're saying young kids should not be able to have guns. Yeah. It's like, well, one has lasting effects for all of future, and one has an effect currently. So what is more important? It just doesn't, it's just like, it's clear that it doesn't make sense, and I think people are starting to wake up to that. And as you can see with your numbers growing, uh, people are starting to, to tune into quality shows to actually get the ideas, um, that they need to, and they're just not gonna start, they're just not gonna accept it anymore. You know, they're not, they're gonna start to, to be like, listen, this is crap, and I'm not gonna listen to it. Uh, and uh, as we continue to push people to wake up, it's important that we continue to guide them towards Scripture and towards the Gospel so they can be equally prepared to fight the physical battle as they are to fight the spiritual battle, uh, which is where the real victory will be had is in the spiritual realm as we take down the demons you know, driving these different forces. Very well said, and that's one thing, you know, <clears throat> the devil's not trying to get you to become a Democrat. The, the devil wants your soul ultimately, and he'll use the political means, the economic means, Whatever means that they're, that are available to use to, to make sure that that happens. And this is why, we, I mean, we need to be so front and center, um, in the spiritual aspect of this battle, as well as all the other aspects, but the spiritual is most important. Uh, moving on here, we only got a few minutes left. Creation culture versus consumerism culture. You're right, we need to create new instead of cons- continuing to consume the messages given to us. Can you expand on that? Yeah, it was kind of like I touched on a little earlier, uh, in, in that we, you know, pe- someone else is trying to paint your reality, uh, and you have to take control of your own reality. You have to take control of what you see. It, it, it's pretty close. It kind of sounds like postmodernism, and if you're not careful, it's e- very easily to get to that postmodern idea. Um, but it's really, it's really actually being active and just like identifying, all right, what's one thing you don't like in your life? I mean, everyone can think of at least one thing they don't like in their life. Then identifying what that is and how can I change it? How can I make that good? How can I make that glorify God? 
And if we start there in each and every one of our lives, that has a huge effect. Imagine if if everyone listening, you know, I don't really know how many, 2,000 people changed one aspect of their life to glorify God more. I mean, that's that's 2,000 things now that are glorifying God that were not previously. And that's what it means to take control of your reality. It's 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 not letting someone else give you a message and give you what you believe. It's 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 identifying what truth is and finding the morals to back up that truth and then actually putting them into action and being different uh, and being that light unto the world that we're called to be. And that's to me, that's how we change. That's and then we start to be unified through that uh, as everyone starts to you know find other people who are creating new things. Um, like for example, like like you guys on the Hagman and Hagman Report, it's just you stepped up and you created this show, and that is such an important aspect of so many people. And if you wouldn't have stepped up and created that, then all everyone else, everyone listening right now would be doing something else that's maybe not as strongly glorifying God. And so that is so such a huge idea to wrap your head around, but it's so important for people to step up and, and follow what God's calling them to to do to create different ministries and. And even if it's just affecting your family or affecting the people right around you, that's a big deal. If everyone does that, that that's how we change our culture. That's how we start to unite people, and that's how we that's how we stop our you know, a tyrannical government from taking over or uh, a culture, you know, going towards um, a new world order or where Satan's trying to drive it. That's how we drive it back to God, uh, and obviously giving God glory through all that because because the power that He's given us to wield. Uh, is dominion over the evil that's trying to drive us a certain way, and, and that's, that states a lot that we're still heading towards the evil, uh, even though God gave us authority over it. It's like, yeah. come on, people, wake <laughs> up! It's like we have the power. Let's go get my inner coach Dave going. Like, what are you doing out there? Yeah, no, it's um, it's so frustrating. One of the things that uh, is is the most frustrating to me is when you see the churches uh, starting to to fall and to move away from the word of God and the foundations that they were founded on. And you expect it from the world. You expect it from society. You don't expect it from the institutions that were tasked and, and have been strong for so long in, in remaining uh, righteous. But now we see everything going wildly off course. Sam, we got about two and a half minutes left. I want to make sure I give you time to cover anything that we didn't get a chance to cover. Also, uh, any of the, the sharpening reports that you've done that you uh, want people to go back and take a look at some of your favorite guests and, and whatnot? Yeah. Uh, well, I think the last thing is is just be different. Uh, you're you're being fed a, a a message that wants to conform you to be the same, wants everyone to be the same. There's the, the story of the Tower of Babel uh, where it talks about they used bricks and mortar to build the Tower of Babel, which is a symbol for everyone becoming the same square block and not being different. And when you go throughout Scripture, it talks about the different stones that God used to build uh, to build his altars, and that's just to be different and unique, and every person has a purpose. So anyone listening now, you have a purpose that God wants you to do, and you have to embrace those different, uh, the, the differences in you to be able to fully uh, do the work of God. Uh, but yeah, as for the Sharpen Report, you know, I, I would love everyone to, to listen. Uh, I do a lot less talking. I let the guests talk more. Um, just because they're the the wise ones on the show. So uh, I, I had Mark Taylor on. Me and him are really good friends. He's uh, fantastic. Uh, I had Zev Peratt on. He was he was really interesting talking about how he lost forty billion dollars following the Lord. Uh, just absolutely incredible testimonies. Um, so and uh, I just had Doc Marquis on not too long uh, the last last Friday. And then of course uh, Doug's going to be up this Friday. So definitely tune into that as well. Awesome. 
looking forward to that. And it, it is interesting when you get to do these shows, the different number of people you get to talk to and the different insights uh, and, and opinions and topics that you go through. And we wish you all the best, Sam. And, again, we got to meet Sam in, in Chicago and uh, just did his show that will air Friday. Where can people go to find the show, Sam? Uh, yeah, we're on YouTube for now as long as they don't try to censor us. Um, but we're also on Blog Talk. Uh, those are the two main main places. iTunes podcast, if you have that as well. Um, but I'm trying to identify different avenues to go down. Things like Steam it and DTube, I'm I'm trying to get onto that as well. I haven't made too much progress, but trying to uh, diversify as the hammer comes down. So I'll keep creating no matter what. I'm not going to stop. Uh, no one's going to stop me from speaking. Very well said, Sam Johnson. Sharpingreport.com. Also on Twitter, you saw there it is at Sam Johnston, and you can follow him social media, Twitter, YouTube, etc. Incredibly intelligent reports the show. Yeah, absolutely. I I just enjoyed listening to you guys. Young, which is uh, which is always good. We need more young people doing things like this and things like uh, what Sam is doing. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. It was a, a great segment, and we will talk with you here in the near future. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. All right, when we come back, we're gonna have. You have uh, special Larry agent, uh, former, yeah, Larry Wansley. And he has the author of a book, FBI Undercover, The True Story of Special Agent Mandrake. It's going to be it's an a great interesting book, by the way. segment. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The battle is on. I want to thank everyone out there supporting the Hagman Report by uh, financially, by prayer, by word of mouth, regard, whatever. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It is so important that we prevail on this in this war in which we are involved, and each one of you are involved in this war, whether you like it or not, whether you want to be involved or not, in some way, shape, or form, you are. And I'm here to tell you that we are not backing down. We are pushing forward, and it's a 24/7 operation, and it's it's a constant uh, constant uh, uh, battle. But thank you for your support, your trust as we as we deal with this. And this is a wide spread war. It's to silence the truth tellers, to stop people from asking questions, to censor the information from getting out. You know, it's it's great. Uh, I spoke about sponsors earlier. I want to welcome uh, House Call Pro, uh, a great great business organization. House Call Pro. Uh, look, let me ask you this: Do you own a service business? And if you do, and I know we have so many people out there who own their own businesses, including service businesses, service oriented businesses. Let me ask you a question: Do you still use a pen and paper? Are you? Constantly chasing down payments to, to, from your customers. I, I've got a good friend. His name is Andy, and he runs a landscaping company. And I had a conversation with him just recently. Okay, it, it, this is true. And we were talking, and he was complaining. He said, "Man, you know, I, I, it's it's he does snow plowing in the in the winter and uh, landscaping in the summer, and he's trying to get a hold of all of his clients. And just at that time, I was introduced to House Call Pro." Investigated it, and now he is using House Call Pro. This is a fantastic business. And if you are a small business owner or a business owner of a service business, this is exactly what you need. House Call Pro is designed for any service business. And it all it, it's, a, it's an easy to use app. 
You can run your business on the go. You have happy customers every time. More importantly, you take control of your business. So this is ideal for anyone who provides a home service. For example, plumbers or carpet cleaners or uh, HVAC uh, people or, or electrici- electricians. And as I said, my good friend who operates a snow plowing business and a landscaping business. So here's what House Call Pro can do for you. All right. They'll take care of scheduling and dispatching. They'll send customers, uh, SMS updates through the entire process. Handle online booking, marketing, emails, postcards, invoicing, estimates. I mean, this does everything. So if you are a business owner, a service, if you own a business that, that's a service oriented business, this is, this is the, the, I mean, this is the bee's knees. Let me tell you. And, and you can ask my friend Andy who, who has, at my suggestion, uh, actually engaged in his running his business via House Call Pro. He's a believer. And I should have him on sometime to talk about this because it, it, it's a fantastic service. If you, you, the small, or the service business owner, if you are ready to get your service business organized and streamlined with your customers, Go to housecallpro.com slash hh. That's housecallpro.com slash hh. Tell them Hagman and Hagman sent you. Tell them the Hagman report sent you. And they'll waive. Listen to this. They'll waive the $99 activation fee. Go to housecallpro.com slash hh. If you're watching this, it's right on the screen. This is a fantastic it's it's the number one rated software to run your service business. And as my friend Andy says, it's great. So I just want to I, I want to mention that. I want to thank House Call Pro. Quality, quality uh service. So if you if you if you own this service business out there, you need this. You need this. It's fantastic. All right. So our guest coming up is Larry Wansley. We don't have him yet. Okay. We're working on getting him. So All let's right. just move forward until we All do right. get him. But Larry is a Man, an undercover a, FBI agent, one of the, the most decorated and distinguished undercover FBI agents, known as Mandrake, codenamed Mandrake. I, I he love was the head name. of American Airlines security on 9-11, also bodyguard of Whitney Houston. So he's sure, certainly so, the head of Dallas Cowboys security. No lightweight in the security no. and, and undercover operations. And so some of the things that we're going to be uh, talking about by way of introduction, how he became an FBI agent. He's got an incredible story, but it, it's relevant to everything we're seeing today, including, uh, the busting of child pornographers, the producers of child pornographers. Of course, you know, that debunked conspiracy theory of, 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 of pedogate. Oh. You want to hear a, a story that uh, we talked about it off air yesterday? What's that? There was, um, let me pull it up here. There was a man who oh, was in prison. Yeah. He yes. was serving, uh, I think a life sentence in prison for child rape. He was found dead in his cell yes. with his genital cut off. I hate when that happens. And that, it was just an interesting story. I mean, you don't ever want to root for people to die, but you talk about a feel. It, it was a very vicious group of people that drugged and raped infants. And this, and this goes with two really to our next guest in terms of, uh, here's a guy, uh, FBI, former FBI agent, uh, special agent, now head of uh, security for the Dallas Cowboys, former head of, uh, of security for 
um, okay. airlines. Whitney Houston's bodyguard, uh, unbelievable. Um, all right, we may not be we'll able having to get trouble him. to get him, so we're going to continue moving forward. And if he all comes right. on with us, Just we will bring him in. I want to talk about this. We didn't mention this yet. Hope Hicks resigns as White House Communication Director. Yep. Many people are unfamiliar with who she is. She's been the White House Communications Director and President Trump's close confidant since before the 2016 campaign. She announced her resignation today after a nine-hour uh, testimony in front of the, uh, what was it, the House Intelligence? No, the Senate Judiciary Committee. She is 29 years old, a former model, who's been a key player, but mostly has stayed behind the scenes since on the campaign trail and in the White House. And President Trump says the following, There are no words to adequately express my gratitude. Or I'm sorry, this is what she said. There are no words to adequately express my gratitude to President Trump, she said in a statement released by the White House. I wish the President and his administration the very best as he continues to lead our country. Her departure, first reported by the New York Times and then confirmed by administration officials, is the latest in a series of shakeups for the White House communication teams. She was test- She did testify before the House Intelligence Committee Russia probe, saying she had told white lies to the president but denying the campaign in any way colluded with Moscow. In a statement, Mr. Trump commended her work by calling her outstanding. The many people on the on CNN and the left are using this as an opportunity to to okay say this is chaos in the White House. No, 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 no. Jumping ship. And- this shouldn't come as a surprise because you got to consider this twenty-nine-year-old woman is romantically or was romantically involved with Rob Porter. And who's Rob Porter? He's the embattled White House staff secretary who was uh, swamped in Domestic a controversy. Violence, yeah. Right? Remember that? The, the domestic violence. So, okay, really take it for, um, t- t- take it at face value, at least in this, but understand who she is, was romantically involved with. And, um, uh, she, she, of course, as you said, she was President Donald Trump's, uh, personal aide and one of a very small group organized within the initial presidential campaign, uh, headed by Corey Lewandowski. Um, and together with Lewandowski, Hicks, uh, uh, uh Oh, others. Michael Cohen, um, the attorney. Yeah, Jared uh, Kushner. These are the security uh, clearance. They were the team who powered through the, uh, really, who they were the people who really got the uh, Donald Trump political team moving. And uh, but she, and she's been considering leaving for a number of months yeah. now. And she so said that she heard, really she's accomplished her goals. And, yeah. and also, uh, one other thing that if we have time today, we'll talk about is the uh, Kushner and, and twenty nine other. Uh, White House employees denied the top secret security clearance, the same one Anderson Cooper has uh, given to him by the CIA. And we'll who's Ander- Wait a second, who's Anderson Cooper? Isn't he the uh, offspring of Gloria Vanderbilt? Yes. And of course, he's got the uh, CIA background yes. or the yeah. current. We should take a, a, at least a segment or two to talk about the connections between the the media and the overlap of CIA and intelligence uh, people who work in the media because there is a lot there. But and, and Wait a second. I just want to mention this. Uh, look, I'm going to be on with Pat Campbell at uh, KFAQ out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, 7 a.m. tomorrow. And then, of course, uh, 9 o'clock is the Doug Hagman radio show. And, of course, 2 to 3, Joe and John. And then the flagship show tomorrow night. So go ahead, Joe. We have our guest with us, author, former FBI Special Agent Larry Wansley, he is a one of America's most storied law enforcement professionals, distinguishing himself as one of the FBI's most skilled undercover agents. Again, his 
code name is man was Mandrake. I, I love that name, Mandrake. And he was uh, worked as a personal security to Whitney Houston, head of the American Airlines security on 9/11, and currently head of security for the Dallas Cowboys. And he has the book FBI Undercover: The True Story of Special Agent Mandrake. And everyone knows I love to read. This is well worth the read. That's all I'm going to say. You got to get it. It's cool. Go ahead, Joe. Larry Wensley, welcome to the Hagman Report. Gentlemen, thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Well, we're happy to have you, and there's so much out there going on. One of the subjects we talk about, of course, is the um, the actual mechanism behind child pornography. But even before we get into that, because you've, you've been at the forefront of, of busting uh, child porn uh, producers, if you don't mind, how did you become an FBI agent? Because your 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 legacy is is tremendous. Well, it's really ironic because in life, as we all have ex- experienced to some degree, there are defining moments, and I really had no intention of uh, getting into law enforcement at all. I wanted to study engineering by. But by chance or what have you, I happened to uh, become a cop in a city called Compton, California. And it was one of those defining moments that uh, really set the, uh, set the pace for the, the rest of my professional career. There were milestones along the way. Uh, Compton was action city. It was absolutely incredible. I was a rookie um, in the academy the third day and they put us out into the street in the heart of the Watts Rides. Within the first 20 minutes, my partner and I were ambushed, and as a young former Marine, fresh out of the Marine Corps, um, the exhilaration, the adrenaline, the excitement, it was uh, it was something that it had me hooked. And then uh, later on, the FBI recruited me. I was the Detective Bureau Commander at that time. Went off to the FBI, and... Uh, then sort of the rest is history. I um, um, Actually, there was a young lady by the name of um, Patty Hurst who sort of, again, took me down a path uh, within the FBI, uh, an undercover path, because uh, she, frankly, is uh, the classic example of the Stockholm Syndrome. And when that happened, and when that happened, I was one of four people that uh, was sent out to um, out to California to infiltrate and become part of the Black Revolutionary uh, movement in an attempt to obviously locate and uh, bring in Patty and her her cohorts. But um, ironically enough, uh, there is a special that's being run now. It's a multi-part uh, special about that. I hadn't had a chance to see it, but I certainly intend to it. Um, but like so many, I have a lot of friends. I, I have uh, a lot of friends in law enforcement. Uh, once you're once you're part of the brotherhood, uh, you're you're that for life. And I certainly enjoy it. I respect so much the jobs that uh, they they do, in, especially in today's times, because it is absolutely tough. It's a dangerous. It's a very very dangerous job. And uh, so consequently, they they really don't get the recognition that they that they should. But that's sort of how I, I really got into it and still am very, very much involved and supportive of the law you, enforcement um, efforts. You know, uh, Mr. Wansley, we support here 
we are very pro-law enforcement. I've got a lot of good friends in my 30 years of investigative experience in the private sector. We've got a lot of friends in, in the FBI and in the rank and file of the FBI and, uh, at um, numerous police, uh, state police level. What are you, uh, what are you seeing here? The FBI is getting a black eye with, uh, you know, who I like to call Batman, uh, Peter Strzok and all of the stuff going on there. Um, what's your sense about this? If you don't mind me asking it, this. Well, my sense is, I mean, first of all, it's, it's a very, very sad situation. It's not indicative of the really, really hard, dedicated work of everybody out there in the, uh, in, in the FBI and whatever. You have a couple of situations with individuals who obviously used very, very poor judgment and what have you. And, like so many situations, the actions of you know, of very few people or a couple of people can really taint um, an entire organization, and that's what's happened here. It's just it's really, really a very, very sad and unfortunate situation. And I, I have great relationships uh, just about every day. I'm in contact um, with uh, law enforcement and FBI, DEA, federal agencies, you name it. And work very, very closely in support of them, but it's it's really a very, a very, very sad situation right now. But without question, I am totally confident that uh, law enforcement, the bureau, will rebound. Uh, the one thing about it, with all the, the negative press and commentary that uh, is taking place, the people out there doing the job are undeterred. They are. They're just working along shoulder to shoulder to the grindstone, and they're doing their jobs. They're dedicated. They're not going to be. Um, they're not going to be intimidated. They're not going to be distracted from the focus of uh, doing their jobs and doing it right. You know, your credentials are impeccable, um, remarkable. Your your book re-released is exemplary in my view. And I've got to say this, um, and this is not false flattery. Uh, every FBI agent I have met, I have discussed, I've actually you know, worked in some cases on, on the bigger fraud cases alongside with are, are just unbelievably capable, stellar people. And um, we continue to support the FBI, the, the rank and file. And it's a shame. You know, at the, at the upper level, that the, the you know one or two, the contamination they're in, Mm, you know, it's it's rough. But let, let me ask you kind of a sure softball. Is. You know, I, I want to ask you a softball question. I got to ask this because if I don't ask this, I think my daughter might. I think my daughter, uh, who's uh, who's I don't know, she's how old is she? Twenty eight. Yeah, I can't 20... remember. Seven. <laughs> when you when you get old, uh, and you when you get old, you start forgetting things. Anyway, twenty seven. Oh, I know the name of the tune. Uh, yeah. Well, let me ask you, working as Whitney Houston's bodyguard, what was that like, um, your experiences? Well, it was really kind of ironic because I was I was just happily moving along. I was, the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the player counselor of the Dallas Cowboys and out of blue. I got a phone call uh, from her father who made me an offer, which I declined. And But long story short, uh, he kept calling me back saying, I, uh, he said, my baby has been touring the U.S. She's going to now do an international tour, and this is the first, this is the first world tour, and I need a pro, and your name keeps coming up. And uh, my boss at the time was Tech Schramm, who 
basically started the Cowboys. He was the president and general manager. And uh, Tex was a visionary. Uh, frankly, we see football on TV because of him. And uh, so consequently, uh, he said, look, the, the NFL is going to go international. So if I let you take off to go do this, um, I've got a few few requirements. Number one, I can reach out and get you any place, anytime, wherever you are. And that you promote football because the NFL is going to start an international league. And uh, so consequently, I went off to do that. And I have to say that Whitney, at that time, she was the world's sweetheart. It was none of the negative uh, drugs, bad type uh, notoriety that later developed and whatever. And frankly, uh, she was like a daughter. Um, and I, I promised her father, I'll take care of her just like my daughter and what have you. And uh, she was just an absolute trooper. Uh, I was just so impressed with, number one, her talent, but... Uh, she was very, very focused, and it was just heartbreaking to see how she just went down the tube, so to speak, because I, when I took took that assignment, that job, I told them, I'm going back to football. But what I didn't know was the fact that because I had been very, very much involved with professional athletes as a counselor and running you know, resources for them, that uh, it also put me in a position where a lot of the a lot of the people that were involved and, and you, you know how tours go and what have you you've got the roadies you've got a lot of people involved and after a while uh, everyone was coming to me with their problems so uh, she wasn't because she didn't really have any significant issues at all but it was all those other folks that were part of the crowd but I, I will say that um, you know it was a very very interesting experience that gave me a great deal of a great deal more of international experience and the relationships and again it goes back to the FBI because the FBI has as you know the National Academy which brings in officials from law enforcement agencies around the world and again that brotherhood was one that uh, really really assisted me and helped me and uh, those those relationships that were developed back then still exist today so that's kind of the sum and substance of it but I had told them that I, I definitely was going back to football at the end of the first part of the tour and which I did they didn't they didn't think that I would <laughs> but uh, I did you did it's gonna be something else yeah uh, being head of security for the Dallas Cowboys I love football Buffalo Bills fan myself, so Dallas is kind of on that other side of the spectrum. <laughs> but I would, I would love well, to do a job okay. like that. I mean, I've, I've <laughs> yeah. always been an admirer, uh, a fan of Jim Kelly. I think what a, what a class man. Absolutely. Yeah, it has to be a fun job. Our guest that we are talking to is Larry Wansley. He is the author of a book that I FBI Undercover: The True Story. And I got to tell you, this is a great book, The True Story of Special Agent Mandrake. That uh, you got Joe. Joe was just saying before the uh, uh, segment. I want to know how he got that name, yeah. Mandrake. <laughs> so, Larry, if we can, let's go into that. Yeah. Read the book. Read the book. Well, you, fair enough. Fair enough. And you know what? No, that, it, ha- no. Having having read it, that's okay. Um, yeah. But if you if you if you want to tantalize just a touch, because I kind of know the backstory. So if you want to tantalize a little bit, well, 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 it has an, uh, certainly an air of mystery about it. Uh, there was a cartoon character, a crime fighting um, character named Mandrake the Magician, and uh, 
collection of some ne'er-do-wells. And quite frankly, I mean, there were a lot of embarrassing moments in my life, law enforcement career, particularly as, as a Compton cop. But um, I was participating in the uh, in the lineup. And as you know, when they go down the line, number two, step forward, et cetera, well, I, had, I hadn't really given it any thought as to what name I would use. And I had been earlier reading the um, Mandrake cartoon strip. And when I when they came to me and they said, step forward, I couldn't think of anything. I just, <laughs> I, I just spewed out Mandrake. <laughs> and it stuck, you know. And uh, mm. I, I, the, la- the last name of the guy next to me was Magruder. So I stepped up and said, Mandrake Magruder. And I still pay for that today. <laughs> I really do. Um, all, the, all the Compton guys that are still alive, um, we get together every couple of years for a reunion, and uh, you can imagine that uh, there, there are a few tales that were told, but um, oh, I, I can that was one that <laughs> that was one that I was certainly reminded of. Man, you got I got a lot, you, folks. I'm telling you. It, the FBI undercover, the true story of Special Agent Mandrake, an incredible uh, read, um, especially today, as we see the FBI kind of getting knocked around because of a, a a few, you know. So, but but wow, Joe, I, I know. Larry, you I want to ask you this: uh, undercover, or uh, what, what? What are your favorite type of cases to work? Was it the undercover work? Was it the the investigation into the the wise guys of New York? Was it you know hijackings? What, what's the the some of the most fun or, or best work you've done? The, the most fascinating, um, and, and I worked a variety of uh, issues and what have you, and uh, frankly, one of the most rewarding and enjoyable was working with a guy that you you guys know well, and that was Joe Pistone, and Joe and I partnered okay. up on a number of things. And uh, But the one that was the most challenging, quite frankly, was the uh, the public corruption uh, area that I, I sort of became a, a specialist in. So really getting after the, uh, the, the, the crooks, the cons, the, uh, the public officials who, you know, the, the population entrust people to represent them and, and do the right thing and having um, a public official in, um, you know, in the judiciary, uh, legal, you name it. And people who violate the public's trust, and that was always especially rewarding to take those people down, because it's it, well, a crook is a crook, but by the same token, someone that uh, is representing the people that uh, they've placed their trust in was always a particular prize to uh, to really take off. Well, that's very interesting. Uh, Larry, we only have about less than a minute left. Our guest is Larry Wansley. He's the author of a book, FBI Undercover, The True Story of Special Agent Mandrick. I hope you will uh, come back on with us here in the, in the future. This segment just flew by. Uh, definitely very interesting. We love to get these kind of, uh, of pieces. I and mean, We have had FBI profilers on and uh, people who have famous undercover cases, as you mentioned, the, the Joe Pistone. And uh, these just fascinate us being uh, private investigators and having that background. We love to talk to, to people just like you. Thank you for putting together the, the, the book and, and for your great work, and thanks for coming on. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I look forward to joining you again. I wish oh, you a it, blessed evening. Thank you, and it's a must. we got to have you back because there's so much to cover. Well, thank right. you. Take care, gentlemen. Right. 
Thank you, sir. Good night, uh, Larry Wansley. What a, what a great man! And, and I'm telling it's you, the story of a special a special agent Mandrake. I'm going to have to buy the book. Uh, I I, well, you're not getting my copy. I, I got to tell you, re-released. It's a, it's relevant today, and you'll just be amazed what's in there. We're going to be right back. Network break. Back with Steve Quayle. As I said, and I've been saying throughout tonight's program, we are in a war. Uh, I want to be perfectly clear about a few things I'm going to be saying here momentarily. Steve Quayle is, is joining us before we get to Steve. I just want to mention that there are a couple of articles up that I want to draw your attention to at HagmanReport.com. Uh, an article by Dane Wigington, of course, Geoengineering Climate Collapse, the Dead Leaves Defoliants. Uh, Dane Wigington has an article exclusive to, or, uh, on uh, on HagmanReport.com, as well as uh, Dr. Jerome Corsi uh, and uh, uh, Harley Schlanger, the Executive Intelligence Report, LaRouchePack.com, the War Party blusters while the Silk Road spirit spreads. Now, by way of introduction, please listen, folks. Uh, throughout tonight's program, and you can go back and listen to this, I've made a number of statements. Uh, one, of course, is the fact that we are engaged in a war. And, of course, the headlines today are screaming about this war. But as many of you know, we here at the Hagman Report and Steve Quayle, we have been fighting this war longer than it has been visible. In fact, we've been engaged in this war for the past five years. There are people who want to take us down individually and collectively. That was the plan. They they fully expected Hillary Clinton to lock up the nomination. Hell, she could not even win a rigged election. So therefore, what we're seeing today is the consequence of, well, we're seeing Plan B being worked out. But I want to be perfectly clear about a matter that has been making the headlines and one that has that's heated up over the past few days. That issue I'm talking about is the censorship specifically targeting the political right or more specifically the conservatives, the conservative Christians and the Christians and those who speak in support of the very people I mentioned and those who adhere and propagate the conservative, the Christian and conservative Christian ideology. And you might ask, what's the difference? Well, there is a distinction, perhaps without a difference, but nonetheless, each group is a target. It's vital that you understand that uh, this is not new to us. This is not new to InfoWars. This is not new to Steve Quayle. And Steve Quayle and I have been battling. We've been engaged in this fight for the last five years. We have been um, the recipients or the uh, victims, shall we say, of absolutely fallacious allegations that are 100% untrue. Everything from money laundering to 
being agents of a foreign government to, well, everything in between. This is a coordinated attack against myself, against this platform, against my good friend Steve Quayle. And I'm here to tell you today that we will respond, not react, but we are responding. And I'm personally putting together a legal team. And to those people who are intent on taking us down, the message is buckle up because our response is forthcoming. That's not a warning. That's not, or that's not a threat. That's merely a warning. And the last thing I want to say before Steve comes on is, um, is this. I want to thank you, the listener and the viewer, for your support, for you allowing us the opportunity to speak to you, to come into your living rooms, your cars, your offices, through this broadcast, and for allowing us to bring you the truth. And my good friend, my very good friend, Steve Quayle, is here for additional information. And I think it's appropriate. And uh, he's a man that I have a lot of respect for. Without any further ado, let's bring on Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com. Steve, thanks for coming tonight. Well, thank you, Doug. And, you know, blessed be the name of the living God who will deliver us from the battle against us. Maybe I'll address that in a little while. But, ladies and gentlemen, uh, unfortunately, most of you don't understand that uh, you can be accused of anything nowadays, and people can file false affidavits, of which both Doug and I have had them against. And I can say this, that when two of the people involved in, uh, you know, taking or doing their best to take us down openly on testimony of being demon demon-possessed, bipolar, you name it, and then turning and saying that, that uh, you know, I or someone else took advantage of them, they yet will have, uh, they've had their say, they put it into their different slander forms, and we will yet respond, and we will respond as, uh, in, in the right legal manner, but... Uh, let me just say this. They want to throw darts. Now they can basically, they've uh, uh, done everything they can. And I want to share something, Doug. I think it's important. Ladies and gentlemen, when when you understand uh, the nature of the battle, I, I, I asked Doug, uh, actually, I, I sent him an email last night. I'm going to fill in my blanks here. I asked John Roberson and Doug last night at 3.09. Now, I didn't expect him. And, you know, AM, I said, the Lord just spoke me awake, and he literally did. He spoke me awake. Now look, I make no apologies. The vilification of Christians is underway. It's going full steam. Whether it's Joe, Joy Bihar or whoever behind, whatever, you know, someone is saying that the Vice President of the United States is crazy and that Christians are crazy and that now they're talking about mental health checkups for gun owners. Remember this, according to the American Psychiatric Association, was nothing more than what I call American Psycho Association, in my opinion, in my opinion, the vilification of Christians will ultimately take place. We will be blamed for everything. At 3.09 last night, and and, uh, you can check your email, that's when I sent it, I don't know what time it came in due to everybody who intercepts it. But here's what the Lord spoke to my heart. And at 8.30, or excuse me, at 
at um, 7.30, which would be whatever time, your time, Doug, 9.30, I want to pray. And God said, I want you to pray and lead my people in prayer. And here's what he said. He said, my people are looking for political solutions to the spiritual evil that has been launched against them. Only I can deliver my people, the Lord speaking, not Steve Quayle. Only I, the living God, can deliver my people from the battle that is against them. And if they do not recognize the battle that is against them, that's all of us, ladies and gentlemen, we will be consumed because everyone is looking for a deliverer outside, and I'm saying this to the Christian church too, Jesus is not a fictional religious character. Jesus does not hang on the Catholic cross. Jesus does not uh, occupy an empty cross. The tomb is empty because he is the Lord God omnipotent who reigneth forever and ever. He is victorious. He is triumphant. He is the resurrection, the truth, and the life. Now, why am I saying that? Simply this. The battle that's on right now, Doug articulated it, is the ultimate battle for freedom. And I believe that this is freedom's last stand. And I want to read something I wrote. I called everybody, Doug, to prayer, specifically for Alex, because I saw him getting hammered. Now, for the record, I don't talk to Alex off the radio. He's busy. I'm busy. I don't email him or vice versa. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand something. It's not... You know, there's nothing that Alex did, but here's what's happened. It's no fun being on the bow of the ship that has to break the ice, especially when every gun in the enemy's army is aimed at that bow. And unfortunately, if people like Alex, and Alex basically with InfoWars and Prison Plan has done a wonderful job. Now, you know, he obviously and I have been on the radio together maybe, I don't know, a dozen times over a dozen years, maybe more than that. But we each have our specific calling, as Doug does. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I'm asking you uh, to consider praying and, and stepping up the pump. Doug, I'm going to read my alert because I think it can say better than what I can say. And sure. we get to close to the half hour mark to tell me because I feel that God said, you pray, you call the people that know how to pray and the spiritual warriors that know how to pray and I will do this for you. Now, I, I listen, I don't believe I'm crazy. The whole basis of Jesus Christ being the great shepherd, the good shepherd, is he said, my sheep hear my my voice. I'm sorry, if you don't hear the voice of God, you're probably not spending enough time in the Word of God. Familiarity with the principles of God will bring you into the relationship with the Lord that so many of you seem to, you know, want to uh, claim but have no fruit for it. Now, here's what I said. I'm calling all people who know how to pray and intercede to do so for Alex Jones and that God would rise up and move against his enemies on his behalf. The whole evil cabal of the globalist attack dogs have been loosed against the alt-media and a full-court press, but focusing their rage on Alex Jones specifically, bearing false witness and slander against him. Alex has led the charge and has been accused by the MSM, mainstream uh, media's, vomit-brokering shoals of all forms of evil. Their vain imaginations and puppeteers are working overtime to nullify him, meaning Alex, and to wear him out. The fight for the Second Amendment and freedom of the press are at stake, ladies and gentlemen, along 
I'm sorry, along with gun control, which always leads to genocide. Hysterically, when taken to its finally implemented end, somebody says, well, not about Britain, not about Australia. Wait and see. I said, when implemented and taken to the end. It's not the end yet. It's time for all gun owners to rise up vocally and financially and realize this is freedom's last stand. Note how the freedom of speech attack is time to sync with gun confiscation. Additionally, in light of the high crimes and treason, 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 treason being committed by our highest elected officials and law enforcement agencies resulting in the shadow government's exposure, you have no choice if you want to live but to throw a fuss and use your economic voice boycott skills. Those wealthy gun owners and freedom-loving conservatives must form a legal war chest and hire the best freedom-loving lawyers in the land. Those of you in the military and intel fields who know what is coming down and is now in play need to release the info that will save the Constitution you swore to protect and defend. The time is now. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. What that means is those of you who know what's going on in the background. I'm not talking about teaching tactical skills and that. I'm talking about blowing the whistle. In a multitude of counselors, there is wisdom. I believe, Doug, and I'm on record as saying this, that God used Donald Trump and the election to buy Christians some time. It was on Hagman and Hagman, what was it, two years ago that Pastor Langford and I had, uh, what, seven weeks or uh, of, of, of uh, or was it seven days of prayer asking people to pray and fast and come against the destructions of the Christians that were being planned. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, and what was it? Was it seven weeks or seven days? Forgive me. It was it was over a seven-week period, uh, one day okay. per, per week. And a lot of people said, oh, you're, you guys who believe in Jesus, you just, you just don't get it. No, you don't get it, the people that say that. So I am convinced, okay, that unless people stand, and I'm talking immediately. Now, you know, I've been a a gun, uh, a legal gun dealer for a lot of years. I've owned shooting ranges. I owned one of the biggest uh, survival stores in the country for a number of years, and kind of was a mover and shaker. And there's a term in the world of gun collectors called safe queens. That's a brand new gun you buy, hoping that the value will go up, and people want to buy them new in the box, unfired, and if it's a, a single action army pistol with the hammer not pulled back and the cylinder not turned. If it's a semi-auto, they want to make sure that there's no rounds have been fired through it, and whatever else the criteria for collection are. But all the guns and the gun safes aren't going to do any good unless, and here's the thing, Bob Griswold has talked on the radio, I believe on your show too, Doug, about the average person not being able to comprehend modern warfare, especially with night vision, thermal imaging, hellfire missiles, and everything else. Now, I'm not saying this to scare anybody. I know what it's like to have a predator drone over my head at 100 feet loaded with missiles, okay? Obviously, I cherish, I relish, and I love. Now, anybody can say, I don't believe you. I really don't give a darn. The point is, is that it happened. I think I was on your show talking about it during the time it happened years ago. 
And that was after the uh, Air Force said they're going to use specific individuals and basically harass them with drones, okay? That was a story that was real. Well, I can tell you this, it sure is real. And, you know, outside the grace of God, you're going into the presence of God if the command is given to fire. So we are at a time now where people have got to take this seriously. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm asking you, there are strong forums against, you know, gun control. Obviously, uh, the NRA, Gun Owners of America, Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership, there's a whole bunch of them. And I don't mean to exclude anybody. That's just all I can remember off the top of my head right now. But I'm asking you for, for this. Doug has been on the radio for a lot of years and afforded us, myself, Pastor Langford, some of the main voices, Jerome Corsi, all of the people that is allowed and that God has brought across his uh, forum to speak, that's been a blessing to you. And some of you have never given a dime. Now, I am asking you to support Hagman and Hagman. By the grace of God, I haven't, quote, laundered any money. And, and the Lord God of heaven rebuked the man that made that claim. The Lord God of heaven smite his name out of the book of life. The Lord God of heaven literally take him and bring him to the logical conclusion. For it would have been better having he not been born to cause these little ones to stumble. And that's just the beginning. I have never, to my knowledge, prayed that against another, quote, human being. And God is saying, you guys, you need to start learning how to pray in precatory prayer. Evil will only have its full reign and full fury if the righteous will not stand against it. And unfortunately, there are very few people standing against it. So what I'm asking, ladies and gentlemen, is that you would consider what you've heard, what you've been blessed with on Doug's show. By the way, he did not ask me to say this. I've never said this. And I know my personal frustration level. And sometimes I have to say, Doug, uh, you know, um, forgive me, but I'm not in the best attitude or mood. And someone says, well, you're not very much of a Christian. For 25 years, I've taken every form of slander, every form of, of criticism, ostracism, mockery. And people say, how do you do it? And I said, only by the grace of God. Because if it were left to my carnal nature, and I mean this, and it's not. It's left to the surrender in my life to the Spirit living God. There'd be a whole lot less voices, and I would pray them out of existence. And I'm serious about this. When demon-possessed people rise up and file lawsuits based on spurious claims that no lawyer would take and then throw everything after the fact from Russiagate and mainstream media and false press and the whole liberal focus and throw it at us, ladies and gentlemen. You have no idea how costly it is. And even someone says, we should just let it roll off like ducks or water off the duck of a back. I said, I'm about ready to basically be the duck. And so is Doug with uh, M134 you know, uh, Gatling guns in the legal profession. We want to thank those of you who are in the legal profession that are listening to this broadcast that are going to be uh, partaking in this uh, quest. And I trust that it will make headlines and you'll be astounded at the cabal of evil that is out there. So I want to go on because, again, the thing is, Doug, God's people aren't serious in the fight that's against them. You know, the Deagle Report, and for the record, when 
I say I was the first guy to cover that, it's not bragging. Let me tell you what my prime directive is, and everybody who has heard me for 25 years on talk radio can know that I have said this. I claim nothing special except I claim that God gave me a calling. He called me. He empowered me. I've never claimed to be a prophet. God has given me future glimpses based on the revelation he gave me when I saw Jesus face to face, not God the Father. No man has seen the God the Father and lived. He just couldn't handle or contain it. But the point is, is that now I'm getting emails daily uh, I used to think you were an SOB or, you know, if they'll use the F word and say, F, you were right. I still don't like you. Well, it's really not that, that you know, important that I be liked. But then the cowards that get on the self-aggrandizing, uh, uh, the equivalent of iPhone, uh, quote, boards, you know, and then they take their, the, you know, I'm an unmentionable, Doug's an unmentionable. And, uh, you know, the thing is, is that, People have got to understand, you have to stand with Doug and, and the Hagman and Hagman show. And please, ladies and gentlemen, I'm asking you. Now, Doug, you and I both know we have wealthy listeners, okay? But the yes, thing sir. is, is it's not going to do you any good if you're alone when a team of five people. I want to share this. Most people don't understand that the FBI had a 19,100-some name, maybe more than that list, of ISIS targets in America. There's too much evidence that proves that we, the United States government, especially the former regime of, uh, uh, of the entity in the White House and all his crooked appointees, uh, sponsored ISIS, raised ISIS up, and that even the Russians are bombing U.S. now because we're supporting ISIS. The fact that we supported ISIS. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if your name was on that list, and I assure you, that it probably is. If you've been on talk radio, you're a host, you're an alternative health guy, you're a uh, pro-Second Amendment person, then you have the right under the Freedom of Information Act to file and get that list. If the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the intelligence agencies that spy on everything, know everything, read your thoughts, read your mail, read your email, listen to your telephone conversations, are in everything above everything on your smart TVs, watching what goes on in the bedroom, and doing everything else they do, and they give you a lame excuse they didn't have enough intel to stop whatever, then you must come to the conclusion that they are involved in it. They could have stopped every single, uh, quote, false flag event or shooting event. And notice how real people die along with real people who don't. They mix in crisis actors and they do kill some people for, quote, reality's sake. But the point is, is that we are now facing the greatest fight for our life. You cannot have any of the Bill of Rights without the Second Amendment. And God bless Dana Lotion, the, the, you know, when I saw her, Doug, stand up, I thought, do you realize this is a, a, an articulate, very bright woman, and I don't know her, by the way, who's standing up and telling the people what's going down. She didn't back down. She didn't cower. And the other thing I want people to understand, we are undergoing a full-scale attempted communist revolution takeover in this country. And it is already uh, leading to civil war. 
Obama wants payback. Uh, Reverend Wright hates white people. Michelle Obama hates white people. And so you've got to understand, this is beyond, quote, a black and white uh, argument primarily. It's ethnos against ethnos. That means ethnics against ethnics. And Jesus said that would be one of the clear signs in the last days. So we are in the last days. Now, I don't know how long it'll be before Jesus comes, and I want to share something. No time ever do I believe that that Donald Trump is the savior of the universe or the savior of the United States. I'm on record as stating very clearly that before America is attacked, and I don't know when that's going to be, by Russia and China and all of their... Uh, different, excuse me, countries that are going to come with them, God would reveal the sins of the people's leaders to them, and then the people's sins. Look at what we've had to uh, put up with. The biggest open corruption and crimes ever predicated in the open, or forgive me, ever committed, and then predicated by the laws against them in the history of this country, open for all to see. We've dealt with pedophilia. We've dealt with cannibalism. We've dealt with child sacrifice. We've dealt with child rape. We've dealt with every perversion that God judged previous nations in history over, yet we don't even blink an eye. I'm talking as a national. Thank God for Dave Dobbenmeyer. Dave, bless you if you're listening to this. And those men and women who have stood against abortion, who have stood for life, God bless each and every one of you. But, Doug, if the lives of the innocent mean nothing, then how can the life of your neighbor mean anything? And what happens, ladies and gentlemen, serious, I want to pose a question. What happens when everything you have heard on Hagman and Hagman comes to pass? What happens when your Internet goes down? What happens when you can no longer go to the store? What happens when you hear that the United Nations peacekeeping forces are in this country because the previous administration gave them the right to come in and enforce eminent domain? And by the way, it was under George Bush Jr. too that that happened. So we now are seeing a time unlike any other in history. And we're seeing a time when people call evil good and good evil. The prophet cried out, woe unto them who call evil good and good evil. Woe. And so when you see the woes in the Bible, that isn't a good thing, Doug. You know, Joe, that's not a good thing. So here is where we are tonight. If those of you who have listened to this this broadcast and absolutely have been blessed by it, I'm asking you, <laughs> excuse me, to step up to the pump, and if you've never given a donation, do. I'm asking those of you who are on limited incomes, you know, then pray that God, just pray that God will touch the hearts of the people, because, Doug, you and I both know there are people that could underwrite your show for a year and take that pressure off, and you've said it to me, you've said it to me more than, uh, you know, probably a hundred times in two years. How could you do what you've done for all these years? And my answer is, it's taken a toll on me. It's taken a toll on everything around me. And I have been blackmailed by former employees. I have been extorted by former employees. I have been uh, uh, slandered by former employees. And people who haven't even worked for me, the claim they've worked for me. So here's the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, I ask you to pray tonight before I pray and ask the Lord, should you help Doug and Joe? 
Obviously, he's got sponsors, but Doug has so much integrity. He informed four of their sponsors tonight. I think it's four, Doug. That's what I think you said, that he will no longer run their ads because of their stand against the NRA. That's cost thousands to take that stand, but he's willing to do it. And I'm tired of all the BS. Do you know that people, Doug, I think I've told you this and Joe, you know this, people will get more angry at me using the word crap, call me a potty mouth, yet they will never speak up. And oh, by the way, the majority of them send me these anonymous dumbass emails, okay? And somebody said, you swear when you say dumbass. Well, then take it up with the Bible, because the Bible says that dumbass speaking. So the point is, is that we are always in the position of either standing against evil or succumbing to it. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm asking, please, for the sake of the blessing that this show has been, to stand with Doug. When it's available, we're going to tell you the whole story. And then we're going to tell you the whole story after Doug and Steve Silverhammer comes down. And the point is, is that when you understand the toll it's taken on Doug's health, I'm not melodramatic, this is no pleading for money for that. It's just this, if it's not worth enough, and I told Doug this, I just said it to him today. I called Hawk, God bless Hawk. Hawk has been so faithful in supporting uh, the Word of God and hammering away that he and I have the unique uh, distinction that we've been taken off shortwave radio, interfered with, knocked off the radio more than any single host anywhere at any time. And that's because the devils that are, the powers that shouldn't be, are absolutely trying to keep you from knowing the truth. So God bless you, Hawk. Thank you for that. But beyond this night, and, and when we... Doug, do you want to take a break, or do you want to just go into the no, time I want to no. pray? We're, 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 uh, Steve, uh, first of all, I just want to point a clarification, uh, just to be clear. Uh, one sponsor by noon tomorrow will be informed, and uh, the ties will be uh, uh, broken because of the NRA. The number four that you got, it's it's there will be others that will say, okay, that's the stand you're taking with that uh, because of the. It's a it's a very um, uh, uh, there's a relationship there, and I, I won't get into okay. it, but because of that, okay. it's going to be it'll okay. be about and four. And I don't but, mean but, to misquote you. No, no, but no, here's the deal. No you know, the thing is, is that, ladies and gentlemen, you, you pay the price. So we're going to just go through the the break, right? Uh, yes, and, and uh, it is uh, it is really at the bottom of the hour, so um, it is up to you where you want to go. But, uh, yeah, thank you for allowing me that point of clarification. And, and, and as well, you know, one thing I just want to mention, you know, Steve has been doing this a lot longer than I have, and you talk about uh, how things affect your health. Well, I'm going to tell you what, uh, uh, when, when, when you're beat upon like this, uh, and when you're uh, run roughshod over, it, it does take a toll on your family life. It takes a toll on your financial life. It takes a toll on your business and professional life. And, and uh, so this is why all of us in the conservative Christian community must, must, must stick together, support one another, and elevate one another, each other, because we are all in this together. Steve, I'm going to just turn it back to you, sir, and however you want to uh, take it. 
Well, thank you, Doug. And again, thank you, everyone. And again, this is critical. When I tell you this, and I, and I don't know how to make it any clearer, Doug, than what I'm going to say, but when I tell people that, you know, for me to go to bed at and be asleep by three is a miracle, so evidently I've got to pray and ask God to multiply that because, you know, again, I've, I've been around the world with the bags under my eyes evidently packing for three years. And I'm sorry that, uh, you know, uh, my eyes look so bad and I'm, I'm you know, I'm getting uh, medical treatment for it, uh, got to have surgery on one eye, and to all of my uh, haters out there, I'll say the same thing. I'm glad I have the mercy of God in my life, for you surely will know what it's like to not have it when it comes to you, fast and furious. Now, here's something, too, I think that people need to understand. In Ezekiel 22... 29 through 31, then I'll pray. The people of the land have used depression and exercised robbery and vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. The most dangerous statement in that passage of Ezekiel 22, uh, 29 through 31 is this. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads. The scripture says another way in the Old Testament, Ephraim or Ephraim is joined to his idols. Leave him alone. When the Spirit of God quits striving with you, when the Spirit of God tells you, quit doing what you're doing, when the Spirit of God tells you to get married and quit shacking up, I'm not passing judgment. I'm just telling what God spoke to my heart. When the Spirit of God says, quit doing what you're doing that you know is wrong, He's pleading with you. The Holy Spirit is convicting you. And you can't just laugh it off. I'm telling you point blank, those of you that will do the right thing, I don't even know why I'm going here, those of you that will do the right thing in this manner, you will then get the blessing you've been praying for but has escaped you. God will not bless iniquity. Those of you who are shacking up with no attitude, look, I can tell you this, I know what it's like to be a fornicator. I know what it's like to live like the devil before I came to Jesus. And I can tell you this, Jesus is better because at the end of the day, the end of their life, most people don't age well and they turn out being prunes and they go into eternal damnation all along rejecting the very God who offered them salvation. You know, listen to this. This is the last thing and then I pray. And I'm, I'm excited to pray, Doug, because I even asked the Lord. I said, Lord, please anoint my prayer. I called Romy and I said, Romy, pray that I will stand down and that the Spirit of God will speak to the hearts of those who can be spoken to and that they will arise. And the scripture I got was, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. And unfortunately, Doug, we're talking to people tonight, and I'll quote Isaiah 6, 8 through 12. And this is pretty this is pretty interesting. I also heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here I am, Isaiah, send me. And he said, Go and tell this people. Hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert and be healed. Then said I, Lord, how long? 
And he answered, Until the cities be wasted without inhabitant, and the houses without man, and the land be utterly desolate. And then the Lord had removed men far away, and there will be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. So, ladies and gentlemen, with that, I want to pray for you. I want to thank those of you who have stood with Doug. I want to thank those of you financially. I want to thank those of you who will yet respond tonight. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, your servant King David said he will enter your courts with thanksgiving in his heart. He will enter your courts with praise. He will say, this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I bring this nation before you, but more importantly, I bring the people of God listening to this broadcast worldwide, and I ask that you reveal yourself to them in a mighty way. I ask that you grant all of us repentance, Lord. I ask that you grant us repentance, Lord, for without repentance there can be no restoration. Without repentance there can be no refreshing. And Lord, each man and each woman listening to this knows what they need to repent of if they're honest. And God, I ask in the mighty name of Jesus that you would protect each and every individual whose heart is right towards you, God. That's the caveat. Man, woman, or child, that you will protect and defend them, God, against the coming evil. That you will hide them, Lord, in the secret place of the Most High God. That, God, they will truly know that they will say, Blessed be the Lord God of heaven, who has delivered me from all my enemies. Lord, Set the traps for the trappers so that they that would harm, hurt, or deceive, or cause uh, injury to come to your people, Lord. I ask that, God, you take the evil ones in their own devices. It doesn't matter, Lord, whether it's a geoengineering, which is real, which is the technology of hell. God, you ultimately control the, the weather, but you, in your words, said you will destroy those who destroy the earth. And, Father, I claim your protection around Doug and Joe, around the entire Hagman crew. Lord, you know we won't talk about what really goes on in the background for the sake of, we don't want to just dump everything on the listeners. But, Lord, I pray for Alex Jones. I pray for your protection around him. And, God, I ask that you send your warring angels. And, Lord, I don't know the state. Uh, I know he's in Texas, Lord, but I don't know the condition of where he's at in any given moment, but, nor do I. That's not my business, but, Lord, Lord, he has spoken truth. And God, Jesus is the truth, the way, and life. And Lord, and, and all of the lies in the mainstream media, they're lies upon lies. They're unjust measures. They're bearing false witness. They're lying through their teeth. They're absolutely promulgating the narrative of hell to, first of all, enslave, second of all, destroy, and ultimately annihilate everyone. Lord, I pray for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord, that their eyes will be open and their and, and their literal ears will be open to both see and hear what is going on. There's a reason why the Deagle report is saying that pretty much 90 million, or excuse me, close to 90% of the U.S. population is going to be destroyed in the coming next, you know, what, five, eight years? So, Father, in Jesus' name, I ask that you minister, I ask that you send your warring angels to protect each and every person there, Lord, who is praying tonight and joining with us in prayer. Lord, we pray 
that you will give the president a backbone not to cave in to the Democrats. We pray, Lord, that this will go beyond. Lord, I've heard men who have openly sworn under oath lie, yet quote scripture, may their tongues cleave to the top of their mouth. I ask God for the conviction of the Holy Ghost. I ask that you open up hell before their eyes, Lord. I ask that as you trouble men in the night, and as the scripture says you seal their instruction, I ask, God, that they will be troubled, God, in the night. I ask that you will literally open their ears to hear the cry of the damned. I pray you'll open their nose to hear the smell of the, excuse me, that they'll smell the sulfur of the fires that burneth forever and ever and goeth out not. And Father, as all hell is opened up, and as you have said through prophetic voices all over the world, it's too late to stop this stuff now, Lord, because the scriptures must be fulfilled. As the gates of hell are open, give your people the fighting skills in the power of the Holy Ghost, give them the knowledge in the Holy Ghost, and stand with them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Stand with those who will stand for you. And Lord, I ask that you would give a refreshing to Doug. I ask that you would heal him supernaturally, Father. I ask that you would pour your spirit out upon him, and that God, in Jesus' name, the toll and the murderous slander, accusations, and chants and spells of wickedness would be broken. And Lord, in those who are guilty of this, I ask, Lord, that literally, Father, I turn them over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, in Jesus' name. That is the authority of the church. Father, unless your church stands in the authority that you have given, there will be no one left. And Father, we're not just talking about us. God, we've lived two-thirds of our life pretty much, but we're talking about the children and the grandchildren. And God, I'm sick of the little ones being slaughtered. I'm sick of the little ones being raped. I'm sick of people being cannibalized that are our brethren. I'm sick, God, of apathy. I want to vomit over our indifference. I want to basically scream at at the cowardice, Lord. I want to basically, uh, uh, Lord, I can do none of those things except to pray and intercede. But, Lord, I pray this way because you told me your people are looking for political solutions to spiritual evil that only you can win the battle for. And, Father, I ask that you rise up now, God. I ask for the lives of every single man, woman, and child that knows you as a person. Lord and Savior. I rebuke death, God, over your body. I rebuke the slaughter over your body. God, I'm a sinner. I'm absolutely the last person, God. This isn't self-deprecation that should be praying this, but God, because, because it needs to be prayed, I thank you for the ability that through the blood of Jesus, I am made righteous and accepted in the beloved. Doesn't matter how many people want to damn me. Doesn't matter how many people want to sentence me, kill me, do whatever they want to do. But Father, in Jesus' name, I pray you rise up. And Lord, I lose the spirit. I lose the spirit of giving and thanksgiving over the Hagman report. God, raise up. I'm asking you, Lord, I'm asking you, God, to give, uh, Lord, the financial release to be able to handle this thing. I don't think people understand, God. Of course they don't understand, or they wouldn't be destroyed. But Lord, grant the people who have the ability a spirit of generosity. And Lord, then I want you to put, Father, if you be so kind and so generous and loving 
as you are, to put the people in remembrance of all they have heard over the length of time that either I've been on the air, Doug's been on the air, different people have been on the air. Lord, even Dr. Corsi, I've interviewed Dr. Corsi so many years ago, and yet he still is fighting the good fight, Lord. I ask you to bless him in the name of Jesus. I ask you to protect him in the name of Jesus. I ask that you literally surround, literally, those of the right spirit in InfoWars. I ask God, as even those closest to you, do you? I ask, Lord, that you would give supernatural discernment. I ask that you bless David Knight, Lord. I ask that you bless each and every person there. I don't know them all, Lord. Owen Schroyer and, and, and the new young ladies there, Lord. I ask in Jesus' name that you'll protect them, that you'll surround them, that you'll deliver them. And God, I also ask that, Lord, all these who are the YouTubers who have been shut down and demonetized, I ask that you give them a new opportunity, Lord. There's so many uh, talented people. There's so many bright people. There's so many people that are willing to put their lives on the line. And God, I pray that everyone that sends me emails or anybody emails with these cowardly names or they won't tell their name or say, uh, don't use my name. Uh, Lord, I pray you give them a vision of what it says happens to cowards, the fearful, and the, and the unbelieving. The Bible, Lord, your word says faith without works is dead. And God, all I got to say is it seems like there's a whole lot of dead stuff and very little fruit of faith. And God, I hear, and you hear, and you know that everybody is claiming on this planet that there's going to be a great revival. There can be no great revival, Lord, in history without the conviction of the Holy Spirit. There can be no revival without repentance. There can be no revival in the indifferent, callous, and casual attitude. Oh, well, this is just sin. We've got we to gotta be uh, open to it. Father, in the name of Jesus, break, I pray, O King of glory, the spirit of deception over us all. Break, O King of glory, the spell that has been cast. Break, O God, I pray, the electromagnetic warfare going against your people through devil vision, through the television screen, through the computer monitor, through those idolatrous phones, Lord, and I got one. And God... I, I, I ask in Jesus' name that you'll give us wisdom. Lord, everybody here needs to hear your voice, and I pray that each Christian who is genuinely crying out for salvation or who has genuinely been born again, I pray that you will let them hear your voice in such a way, that if they have in the past, that you'll reaffirm it. And Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I praise you and bless you. Lord, I ask that you bless Romy and Stephen and heal them, God, and deliver them from the war that has been against them. And every curse, every ill word, every contemptuous statement, the Lord God of heaven rebuke you, Satan. Father, the night comes when no man can work. But, Lord, the day is here and very few people work. I don't know how to reconcile the two. But, oh, God, I thank you. I commit the people of Doug's audience into your hands, the people that have been so gracious to listen to me, my clients, customers, those who have encouraged me, Lord. I thank you for them, for those who have stood with Doug and Joe and the Hagman crew and, and supported them. Thank you, Lord. And again, Father, I thank you. When you led the children of 
Israel, Lord, out of Egypt. There went not one feeble out amongst them. And I pray, God, for supernatural and miraculous intervention in people's lives. I pray for encouragement for Barbara Kay, Lord. I pray for encouragement, Lord, for those who want to give up. God, I know that feeling. I pray for those who are battling migraines and let them be healed. I pray for those who are, 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 are brokenhearted, God, that the loss of a loved one. I pray in Jesus' name for Liz Evenson, Lord, and the loss of our brother Greg, but the gaining of heaven of a warrior. I pray for those who will go and, and hear the heart of Greg on the tribute site and see what it was to see a warrior who loved Jesus, who knew how to raise his hand, but also if he needed to, to take his 45 to defend the helpless. Father, I don't know how it plays out, but I know this, God, it plays out differently if your people will pray fast and if we turn from our wicked ways and seek your face. Lord, I do not believe the land can be healed. I believe at this point it's given over to judgment. I only pray, God, that your people will be led to a place of safety, places of refuge, that those who need to leave will be let out, that those who need to go someplace else other than where they're at now will be led. For the widows, the orphans, God, the, the people that are lock-in, shut-ins, those who are in wheelchairs, God. Father, I'm asking that you send an encouraging angel. Lord, you said, behold, you are the Lord God of heaven. Is anything too hard for you? And Lord, I don't believe there's anything too hard for you. And God, I believe equal to the need is your multitude and your magnified greatness able to meet all their needs. And Lord, I present the people of God to you tonight, and I ask God that you spare your people, O God. I ask Father, that those places that are given over to judgment, that their judgment falls swiftly, Lord. I ask, God, that you do not destroy the righteous with the wicked, that you lead the righteous out, just as you led, Lord God, a lot out of Sodom before the fire fell. And, oh God, in Jesus' name, I pray that you will move quickly and swiftly, because the Bible says, Lord, when your judgments are in the earth, the people learn and turn from wickedness. They think it's basically fair times at Fairmont High, and I'm, I'm using that, Father, but it's just party hardy, just like the people on Jerusalem, on the roofs of the uh, houses there, when the Romans were surrounding, soon to wipe out the people, Lord, we wait for our own destruction. We don't even clap, God, we just yawn. Turn on the TV, go another day, wake up, to yawn, turn on the TV. Oh, well, nothing's changed. I'm waiting for Jesus to come. But, Lord, let God arise in the hearts of your people, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> uh, Steve, I'll tell you what, there's not too much left to be said after that prayer. And, and you know, Steve, um, and I just want to make this very clear that to, to everyone listening you know steve quayle has mentored me in this uh I, do we dare i say broadcasting venture i'm not a broadcaster i'm an investigator but nonetheless um and i've, I've seen 
and this just I want to be clear on this. I've seen what Steve has endured. I've seen the attacks. I've seen the good. I've seen the bad. And all I want to say to everyone out there, you know, we are in this together. Just as I would stand by Steve Quayle and do stand by Steve Quayle and Alex Jones and everyone fighting this this Leviathan, we will rise up. And I believe this, Steve, um, with prayer and with the with the proper sobriety and spiritual um, uh, context, we will rise up and we will we will prevail. In the end, we do. But here on the earthly plane. You know we've got a lot, lot of work to do, and, and I'm glad that uh, we're on the same side. I'm glad that you know um, all of us working together can, and and I, I say can, not will, but can, beat the forces against us. But we have to realize, and I think you did a good job on this. This is a spiritual battle that's manifesting in the physical. And how long have you and I, specifically you, been fighting this battle? It's been a long time. Well, it's a long time, and I know the scripture says, don't be weary in well-doing, for ye shall reap if you faint not. Ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are blessed, I'm asking, and, and Doug, I'll go after this. You know, I'm sorry for my voice. It's just gone, <laughs> and lately it's been going quickly because I guess I spend too much time on the phone. But the idea is simply this. God raised up, Doug, whether you, whether you know it or not, He's an investigator. He never was trying to be a radio talk show host. I wasn't trained as a radio talk show host. I'm probably the worst example of a radio talk show host with ADD over the years. But tens of thousands of people have come to know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. And I do not glorify the devil, but unfortunately the Bible says that God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And they don't understand that when Jesus said the whole world lies in the evil one, the whole world lies in the evil one. The corruption is so deep in Washington, D.C. The compromised are so many in Washington, D.C. The guilty are so uh, uh, how should I say this, so prevalent in D.C. that everybody's blackmailing everybody and there is no truth in the land. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a nation sows, so shall it reap. And look, there's nothing that I've said tonight that's religious. It's based on the Word of God. I only encourage you all to ask yourselves this. I'm going to leave you with this question, Doug, and I'm, I'm gone. Right. What would your life be without Hagman and Hagman? If you say, no big deal, then you wasted your time listening all these years. But if you say, man, I've learned a lot. I thank God that I've heard all you guys. Then please stand, because, Doug, you know it, I know it. There's a whole lot of people out there. And if anybody even makes it, you know, I, I like what my friend Eludi from Tanzania said, all God asks us to do is do our part. Don't look for anybody else to do your part. Look to God to tell you what part he wants you to do. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for responding. Thank you for standing with the Hagmans. And the day comes, and I pray it doesn't, but it will come when they're no longer on. Say, you know, I should have helped those guys. It isn't a guilt trip, but look, here's the deal. If
if your heart doesn't can't spare a few bucks, I'm talking to people now who can, Doug. I'm not talking to people that can't. So please, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a widow, don't. If you're if you're struggling, don't. If you're on a fixed income, don't. I'm specifically speaking to those people who can. And I can tell you this that by the grace of God I believe the Lord will move. Thank you all for supporting Doug. Thank you all. Take the prayer I prayed for you to heart. Ask God to reveal you and to have you at the right place at the right time and to grant you a heart of gratefulness and gratitude because gratitude produces the right attitude and that's when things happen in the miraculous realm. God's people don't need a spanking. They don't need a uh, pep talk. They need miracle and miraculous intervention in your lives. Doug, Joe, blessings to you and blessings to each and every one that tuned into Hagman and Hagman tonight. Bye-bye. Bless you. Thank you. God bless you, brother. Yeah, folks, I was Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com. And I just want to mention this. You know, we, we have been friends for a number of years now. And, um, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a fantastic man. Uh, pray for Steve and, and uh, understand that we are all in this together. As I, as I said earlier and Joe, and as you, as you and I have talked and, and all of us here at the studio, you know, whether it's, Alex, Alex's words haunt me, you know, and, and I played it in my morning show. No one in the media came to my defense. And I look at that and I think, you know, how many of us out there uh, who are fighting independently the battles that, that, that are being waged upon us are saying that? No one has come to my defense. So I'm saying this to all of you. Look, we we must come together and fight this together. Because we can, it's a force multiplier. It's not ten people who come together. When ten people do come together, it's the force and power of a hundred. It's multiplied exponentially. And that's what we're doing here. So when I say that we are assembling the response, the legal team, the, uh, the response to all of the attacks, the, the censorship, that's what I mean. Whether you are Laura Loomer out there, we stand for Laura and with Laura Loomer. We stand for and with Roger Stone when he is mercilessly accused of these ridiculous charges against him. Uh, we stand with Alex Jones and his crew. We stand with Rick Wiles. And I, I, I don't, we stand with Coach Dave Dobbemeyer. Every individual out there who has been the subject of this attack and these ongoing attacks. We stand with you. But more, more equally and perhaps even most importantly, you, the viewer, and you, the listener, understand this. This will affect you. I don't care whether you're here in the United States or in the U.K. or Australia. You will be affected by what happens next because we are, are, are the voices of the conservatives, the voices of the Christians, and I'm talking true conservatives, true Christians. We are the ones that will take the flock. And uh, we should do so joyously because we're over the target. Whether it's Pedagate, Pizzagate, whatever gate, Pfizergate, Obamagate, Benghazi gate. Joe? You know, notice um, all these the target. scandals and, and stories that have been covered under the Obama administration for eight years. And then, you know, the scandals from the media and government scandals in the last year and a half under Trump. And all we see this censorship coming just, you know, in the last, what, year and a half? And they're going back and they're censoring videos that are three, four, five yeah, years old. Yeah. See, the content never bothered anybody then. 
It's only now, after this battle with fake news, after the media has been exposing themselves for the failures and liars that they are, and then on top of that, you I have chuckle at that phrase, but go on. Then on top of that, you have a uh, much more robust alternative media that is really making waves, and and it's so funny. It's just like a Hillary Clinton rally. Nobody wants to hear what the left has to say about anything, from gun control to, uh, you know, their lies about Trump. The silent majority, the majority of the American public, are looking for the truth, and this is why we see people like Mark Dice and Paul Joseph Watson with millions of subscribers on YouTube. And then you see, uh, you know, news stations like CNN and others have maybe a hundred, a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. They're, they're losing the, uh, battle of ideas. They're losing the battle of truth that they were never on the side of truth. But even their lies that they try to, uh, wrap and package as truth are not effective anymore. So their only option left is not to combat or, or compete in the market of ideas. It has to be, we have to censor and silence our opponents because we can't win any other they, way. They can't. But they see, cannot win on the facts. What, what they forget is that when they do this censorship, these censorship campaigns, it's not driving more people to watch their content. It's not driving more people to CNN or to the cable news. It's driving them further away into wherever the people they censored have gone, and it's bringing other people in the alternative media together. So with every problem we have with the censorship it also creates opportunities and lift let's let's all together lift up those people who are attempting to get the truth out there in the alternative media mm-hmm. which is the honest media let's let's elevate them and and support them as well go ahead you know absolutely right and even if you don't like alex jones you have to support him support his platform uh through spreading the word about the show sure. or supporting yeah. his sponsors because this is the last free media that there is in this country right now and it's attempting to be censored out of existence so we'll continue to fight you guys continue to fight as well i want to thank everyone for joining us all right with that i don't know are we i don't have a clock i don't either thanks eric have a great night everyone good night